Returning to the Iron Fang Invasion session this week in the Reliquary of Ascension. This is the third, second, second session that we've had in the Reliquary, right? You guys, all the progress that you made last time was the one session, yes? Yeah, we beat a Medusa. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, right. The last time. The last time we beat a Medusa, I'm pretty sure. No, because remember, we came in here and we fought the Gugs, and then we ended, Jason, with the Demon Summoning Circle. And then we had a second oh, session, yeah. which was basically just fighting right. and almost dying several times. Right. Yeah, it's been and a while. Then, I forgot yeah. that we picked up last session in the uh, the demon summoning. Yes. Yeah, that you guys was were a in the middle one. of fighting a uh, a particularly powerful gug that had summoned a bunch of uh, minor demons, and then when it took some damage, it summoned a larger demon, and that battle was yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty tough. I don't think anybody died, but everybody was close to yes. dying. Yep. Um, I think I think Gideon got to zero. Jessup definitely Twice. went down, like down close. Uh, I, and technically, I think, didn't go down last session. That was the prior session. <laughs> yes. Well, you started down last yeah. session, so you didn't go back down. I don't know if this is exactly true, but I have the memory that I was disabled and went below zero twice that combat. Yeah, it might have been. Well, there I was remember a tough there was there was some shenanigans with you and Jason in the chat, like secretly, because you were disabled and you were like, but if I do this, trying <laughs> to get myself out of a bad spot, like, will I die? Will I go, will I go under? I yeah, <laughs> it was using a swift action while disabled. Is that, yeah, yeah. It's like... Is that strenuous? That, uh, yeah, and it says in the rules, DM discretion. So it's not oh. like there's an explicit <laughs> answer. Like the core rulebook says, just ask your DM, let them decide. The core rulebook says we couldn't be bothered to decide. So <laughs> do it yourself. Yeah, yep. But yeah, that was a particularly difficult encounter, and I knew it was going to be. That was one of the ones that I thought was going to be pretty tricky because... The number of demons was uh, a one d four plus one, and I rolled max. And I was, I was in my head. I was like, "This could be kind of okay or very bad." Um, but you guys managed to spend spend most of your resources to do it. But you managed to put down all of your enemies there and uh, casting some spells that I had not cons uh, expected, like dismissal or dictum, I believe it was, to dis uh, dismiss all of those demons, making the fight much more winnable and after that battle you all decided that it probably would be a wiser course of action to uh, backpedal a bit and rest up rather than try to push on and get yourselves into more than you could chew I mean, we're but, not backpedaling it's like I mean, you know kind of backpedaling we just wanted to go to the spa jason and you said we couldn't we just we just I, wanted to go. I relax. didn't say you couldn't. It was the dwarven woman who <laughs> said you could. No, that was definitely by your design. No, the dwarven woman was very distraught. I felt a lot of plot pressure that was you really better shouldn't <laughs> probably leave. Like you should stay here for reasons that you just stay here, please. <laughs> no, I mean, it was just the dwarven woman. I mean yeah. I I am bound by playing the characters as they should oh, be played. Oh, listen to this holier-than-thou speech. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you guys tried to leave, and the, the Dwarven one was not having any of it, and uh, luckily Jessup prevented any of you from 
really being affected too much by her uh, uh, frightful wail or frightful moan or whatever the, the ghost oh, you, ability you mean, there is. You mean the one where you clearly wanted Orin to run up and into the tunnel in the, in the top corner there? Is that, is that what you're talking thing. about? Actually, I'll, I'll tell you two things. <laughs> one, I very much wanted you to run up there. Two, I rolled to make to determine who would go in what direction. And it happened to work out exactly like I wanted it to work out. (laughs) (laughs) It's fair. But after that, you all decided that if it was going to be that uh, disturbing or problematic that you would uh, rest in here. There was some discussion about maybe Dimension Dooring out and then just pretending that you never did. But uh, ultimately, you decided to uh, go into that side room and rest up. And then we ended the session with everybody kind of doing a little bit of a something different. So that's where we will start back up in this session. We'll go one by one here. Gideon had gone outside of the room a little bit to commune with one or more of his deities or agents thereof. Kieran was, uh, I think, just conversing with his summoned pseudo-dragon. And then Oren and Jessup were both inspecting the stone statue of the, who we know out of game, is a uh, soldier. But in game, only Kieran is privy to that information so far. So we will pick that up. Um, Josh, do you already have the questions in mind or would you like to me to go to the other people first? Um, I don't have specific questions. It was more of a just a flavor, commune, speak with them kind of thing. There was nothing plot relevant that I needed to know yet. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, so you're out there um, doing your regular commune. And yeah, in I've... lieu of questions, you're just saying like, hey, what's up? Well, no, the general gist is he's asking for basic guidance, although I suspect that none of them were here to know exactly what happened but he's not asking like specific pointed questions that would would help him too much right would that qualify saying how are you doing does that count yes. Can you no say that? unclear you could ask <laughs> are you doing <laughs> unclear you could say are you doing well you could ask that unclear <sighs> okay yeah i guess that Un- would work unclear <laughs> that'd be very um, hilarious could you imagine asking your your gods hey are you doing okay and they're like not sure (laughs) you reach out to your gods and they have an existential crisis themselves like i'm i'm not doing great i'm not doing great it's like like, have you thought about what's after the afterlife like is there two afterlifes or is that just the end you know so moving over then to jessup and orin so both of you were inspecting the body there um is there anything in particular that you are looking for that you're interested in uh no just seeing if another spirit comes out like the other one so i guess the biggest thing is obviously we could tell that that's human unlike the other one which is a dwarf yes so the couple things you can say so you immediately can tell that it is a human statue it is not a dwarven statue you can immediately tell that both of the legs are missing which is concerning for you know future survival I mean, maybe they're not missing, and maybe he is just a dwarf. You don't know. Maybe no. he just has really short legs. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. They're definitely gone. And uh, when you're inspecting it, you don't see any sort of uh, ethereal ghost form of this figure detached from the stone uh, at all. It just seems like it's an inert statue. Petrified creature. 
Oh, maybe because uh, it's more wounded than the other one. Perhaps there's no spirit in this one. Uh, yeah, it's possible. I guess. Kieran, did you say uh, it was a spirit that talked to you on this one? Sarah can't remember if he said that before or not. You did. I, no. can't I did say either. there was one. I'm almost positive that you said that you spoke with the the the, the dude. I'll also add, you were in there for a while, so if you weren't speaking to someone, that's weird. He was taking 20 on his perception <laughs> yeah. around the room. Yeah. Well, and he was actually invisible, so we don't know if necessarily he spent his whole time in this room either. Yeah, that's true. Was Gideon the hall monitor of the of the reliquary? <laughs> you were right? in there for an awful long time. Gideon was outside communing and he just peeks his head around the corner and says, I recall. <laughs> Listen, a trail ration didn't sit right with me, okay? Like, I don't judge your habits. Don't judge mine. Yeah, you're naked berry picking. Yeah, right. So I guess Kieran would respond, yeah, when I was in here before, there was a spirit that came out. I don't know why it wouldn't come out now, but it just seemed like a, a regular man. Did he say, uh, did he say anything? Like, was he, was he from Kragadon too? We, we didn't honestly get that far. I mean, I know they say humans live Kragadon too, so maybe it's not, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to survey all the reliquies down here. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if he would have been petrified in this room or if he was brought here by something else. It's hard to say. No, but it looks like it doesn't look like he walked in here. That's very true. So, is there nothing overly suspicious with the body, minus the fact that it's missing two legs? Yeah, nothing nothing too crazy um, going on with it. It's um, nothing that would set off alarm bells, at least, for Jezza. Okay, that's good enough what I wanted to hear, so... Yep, Jessup will just kind of go back over. No need to... I mean, you. the most that you could maybe make out is a, a lack of iconography of a lot of things. So, like, you don't see the sigil of, like, Kragadan anywhere, but you don't really see the sigil of anything else either. So that's the closest you could get to maybe being suspicious, but even that, that's not really... Well, I mean, I guess, so this is what I'm thinking as a player, that, you know, I have no reason to believe that they were Malthuni, trying not to metagame, but I don't want to come up and be like, oh, I want to check to see if they're Malthuni. So I guess it's just like an easy look over. It just looks like a normal human. Jessup knows there's humans in Kragadon. Yeah, there's you no see, reason for me to assume anything otherwise. Yeah, there's like a pin that might have been some sort of, like, sigil. Like, maybe like a noble house type sigil. But it's faded and kind of scratched, so you don't know... You can't make out whether or not it's uh, one of the noble clans, one of the dwarven clans that you've heard of, one of the hundreds of dwarven clans here. So it doesn't really, doesn't give you much to go off of. Okay. I don't want to play other people's characters either, but surely is there any divination magic that would make sense for um, Corin to use as far as like, uh, I remember on the ranger spell list, I think that shared with the cleric, there was stuff that you could learn about corpses and things like that. I don't know if that would affect a petrified creature. Right. There, I mean, so the closest divination spell that I know of is blood biography, but that's going to be tough to do because it's got no blood. <laughs> no blood right. from a stone. <laughs> I'm sure there are others, but... You, you, they probably require more specialized knowledge. So I, I think it's probably reasonable if Oren doesn't necessarily remember or come to, come yeah. to mind with any of those. Yeah. 
that's about Jessup's gonna do. And then after he does his little quick glance over, we'll just kind of sit down and relax for the rest of the night, I guess. Okay. Yep. Same with Orn. So you guys all settle in and uh, begin to set up any uh, bed rolls or whatnot you have, and get everything going, and you know any any evening meal that you might have. Jessup casts Keep Watch, if I'm not mistaken, on Gideon. Oh, I think he did that only on Gideon. Yeah. Yeah. So Gideon can post up outside of the room a little bit, just keep uh, keep it at attention. Yep. And the night, well, the, the night in quotations, you guys haven't been on the surface for weeks. So the time passes uneventfully. You don't really hear any commotion while you're out here. After several hours, the three of you that are in here start to wake up and I imagine that it's... I imagine waking up is pretty uh, groggy for those of you who aren't Orin, because, like I said, you haven't been on the surface for so long, your internal clocks are probably all kinds of messed up, but the time passes, and you wake up the next day, we'll say, regained all of your spells and whatnot. I think you had already healed up, so you're good to go there, and you are prepared for continuing on. So I guess we're good to get our daily stuff out of the way here and then continue forward. Uh, yeah, I suppose we should continue on. I don't want to offend the dwarf spirit at the entrance again. Right, I guess she's not going to let us go by until we figure out the the Medusa situation, I guess. Is that what she wanted us to do? She wanted us to kill the Medusa? She had specifically said to clear out all of the gugs. The gugs, okay. I think all that the dwarven woman had mentioned were um, a pair of blue eyes and then everything mm. going black, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we inferred Medusa and then Jessup just rolled off of like basic information. She had mentioned like snakes or something, like snake snake sounds or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember how much detail she had given versus the other guy. Because I think the other guy gave like a lot more specific stuff that Kieran knew about. Hmm. And probably that drove Kieran to, like, suggest certain information based on that. Like, I think the the guy here mentioned specifically about a Medusa. So when the conversation came up, Kieran probably jumped to that. And Kieran would have shared that information. So I had forgotten. And I don't I don't know if that came out in role play before, but he would have shared that much information that when this spirit manifested that he did share that he was petrified because he had seen something that we are inferring to be a Medusa. Yeah, that might have come up in roleplay. I can't remember the details of what you all talked about, but I think it probably did. The only thing I will say is that uh, Gideon, because I just noticed that you kind of have a line of sight on this, uh, occasionally throughout the night, you'd notice that the uh, Torven woman, the ethereal ghost figure, would kind of pop out of the stone, kind of like look in your direction for a bit and like go back in. She does the whole, like, my eyes to your eyes, like, watching you. Yeah, like an hour later, come poke her head back out. <laughs> like an alarm, like a grandfather clock every hour and a half hour, she sings a little song. No, it's infrequent. It just, it seems like whenever the ghost thinks to check, you know, just, uh, are they still here? Okay. <laughs> whenever she's not doing whatever ghosts do. You know, yeah, when she's not busy. If he makes a gesture to her, does she, like, acknowledge him in any way? Like, a little wave or point? Not really. <laughs> Yeah, you are up the next day, and uh, you've prepared all of your spells and gotten everything around, and you are 
good to move on. So what would you like to do? Oh, I still have my little buddy, don't I? My little dragon buddy. He'll be around for like 11 days, I think. Your arrogant, awful dragon buddy. (laughs) I like him. I think he's cute. I mean, if you were part dragon, he'd like you too. Yeah, yeah, it's not, well. not Kieran's fault that he's just better than everybody else. At least Jessup at least has potential. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I guess in the morning as everybody's kind of getting around and trying to decide what we're doing, Kieran has been watching the statue for most of the night, and I know he didn't have Keep Watch on, but he probably didn't sleep super well because he's just restless about everything that's happened. But I think he would suggest that we really only have one way to go. We don't know of any other way to get further into the reliquary. So I think that we'll just have to continue through that tunnel where we fought the the big gug and into the next room that Jason had wanted us to run blindly panicked into the night before. Of course. Okay. So as soon as everybody's done their, what is it, your deific de- obedience and prepared yep. your spells, then... Yep. I guess that's what we'll end up doing. All right. So, yep. Whenever you guys are ready, go ahead and move yourselves up to where you were before. I'm revealing that room as we speak. I did cast Dark Vision, so Gideon and Jessup have Dark Vision for a while. Right. And Oren, I benefit from half of your suffering. Excellent. I'm just saying you're way more than 50 feet apart right now, though. Oh, I'm getting no. there. I'm getting there. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> He got little like although you do have the boots that make you go faster, so I I really feel like Gideon ties fifty foot of rope exactly around Orin so they know that they're never that far apart. <laughs> I will um, never leave you, dwarf. <laughs> that would that would be annoying, not gonna lie. An engagement toe ring. <laughs> Orin doesn't have many uh spaces for toe rings left. Just saying. Run out of toe ring space. <laughs> He's had that many people give him a toe ring. Yep. Pretty popular guy. Oh, Kieran, I just have to tell you, we need you. So if anything would happen, go fast. Just cast Anticipate Peril. Ooh, cool. thought you were going to cast Haste. Uh, that's what I said, no too. no reason. <laughs> he just becomes Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I know. I just start casting Haste all the time. Just like, <laughs> yeah. correct. It just comes just, out now. Yeah, just to make sure that we're not mad. Haste. Pre- I got yeah. it. Haste. Preemptive Haste. <laughs> the best kind of haste. So you guys approach this room up here at the end of this tunnel with all of the different fungi in the water that's pooling on the ground, getting back to the actual dwarven stonework of this reliquary. And you see, uh, as you look into this room, jagged red inked script covering the walls of this stone mausoleum a snaking cavern that you've just entered through uh, crumbles through the wall right here at the end. And you can see a small, strangely organic looking pillar in the center of the room, supporting what looks to be a gruesome stack of finely preserved human faces. But are there any legs in the room? If you look closer the small, strangely organic-looking pillar appears to be a leg. Oh, no. They put the faces on the leg? 
Yes, and that reminds me, I forgot to mention this because it wasn't in the flavor text right away, but that Gug that you fought before was in fact wearing a human face. Like a mask, like a stone, or like a flesh? Like a human-looking face? Or like a dwarven face? Would we have been able to tell? Let me, okay, so... As part of the ceremony, it wears the skinned face of a uh, human over its own. Oh dear, that's keeping, really keeping awful. Keeping this face and others fresh with repeated castings of gentle repose. So these are fresh human faces. Why in the world would they want to? Oh, that's just right. That's just vile. It's part of the ritual, you know. You just got to do it. Oh no! All right, so I guess we can slowly move into the room perceiving there doesn't appear to be anything hostile or moving in this moving, area. Just, just the red script on all the walls and the the obviously petrified leg and human faces in the center, but otherwise nothing like seems to be going here. on. Yeah. And this, Kieran will like move into the room and look at the walls. He probably, it's probably the same language as before that he couldn't understand that was in that other cavern. Uh, what languages do you speak? I only speak goblin draconic in common. Okay, it looks like and a different Marvin. it looks like a different language but it's uh, not one that you speak. Okay. It's not I think it was Aklo before it is not that. Okay. But Jessup can speak Aklo. Did you say is that actually Aklo? It is this is not. So Jessup you can read it it is under common and it looks like the script on this wall here written in under common consists of mostly translation notes. It looks like Maybe the Gug was trying to translate Dwarven texts as well as uh, adding in some shorthand notes for the demon summoning ritual. So it looks like this was just its, like it's, um, uh, I guess what you would say, like in all those uh, professors. It's like a study. I guess you could say the study where they have all the writing on the wall and all that stuff. Usually that's like mathematical formula, but this. So any magical auras that linger or exist? No, not in this room. You don't uh, detect anything, really. I want to inspect the gruesome display. How are they attached to the leg? Just they're just they're just on top of it. It's like a little. They're just you know draped on on the top of it. You could like brush them off easily enough. Like they're not. Yeah, I think he would use his glaive and kind of just not touching them, brush them off. Okay. But again, can we tell if these are also human faces? Yeah, they're all human faces. I guess that Gug could just pick whoever it wanted to be every day. That's really creepy. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. But the bigger question is, these are a lot of humans. Uh, do you think they could have been... I'm not really sure why they would be in here. Now, did you say were they two legs or one leg? One leg. I would also like to point out that um, moving the faces makes a wonderful sound as they hit the ground. That's like a smirch. Blah. I just wanted to make sure that you had that in your head. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to throw out there that I got home work, uh, from work late and um, I'm eating lasagna and this is going super well right now. <laughs> Wait, are these not made of stone, these faces? No, oh, yeah, they're like they're skin. They're like skinned faces. Yeah, they've yeah. been gentle repose. So they're yeah. like freshly skinned faces. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, gruesome. They're yeah. nice. Yeah. I feel like I'm eating what he's describing and it's just not going over well. <laughs> that's a really unfortunate timing. <laughs> that's, that's way more gruesome than I thought. Yeah. So closer inspection of the bodies, does it reveal any uh, mundane 
uh, evidence or insignia or bodies. You mean the leg? There's just the leg. What about the faces? It's a just... leg. A there leg is, and faces, no there bodies. There's a leg and then some skinned human faces. I hate this. Kieran is going to... can't believe I'm saying this. He's going to put the leg in the bag of holding. Okay. <laughs> Don't know how many times you'll need to do that, but he wants to can you take... Put, you can't put... Can you put creatures in the bag of holding? It's a petrified yeah. creature. Yeah, you maybe, can. Maybe you can't do it. Well, no, you no, should you, be able to. Yeah. It's. I know, it's... I know. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Okay. Like, because you're yeah. putting like a creature in there, technically, sort of, part of it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't but, breathe or anything, so it should be yeah. fine. It's basically just a rock at this point. I forget. Did, oh, that's rude. Did Kieran tell us that he was looking for legs for the dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if he didn't, it it would probably be pretty simple for your character to put together, having seen the legless statue. <laughs> He saw Legolas? Yeah, because... <laughs> Legolas pops out. Yeah, because he had made his intention his intention known to, like, bring him back. Mm-hmm. Remember we yep. had, like, a little argument about it? Oh, yeah. Because we were like, yeah, the dwarf lady doesn't want to come back. Uh, yeah, he definitely looks done. I remember, I think that's what I was going to have him commune about. Oh, well. It wouldn't be a, a session of Iron Fang if there wasn't a little argument, at least. Tiny argument. Tiny, tiny, tiny story. Tiny one. Just a small one. Based on what I've read, we're doing just fine. Karen will take the leg and he'll turn to the others and say, uh, should we do anything about these faces? I'm afraid that they're going to get pretty vile if we just leave them here, but maybe that's something we'll have to work out once we clear this place out. I'm not touching him. I mean, I think, unfortunately, what's done is done here. Well, Orin, you like burning things. Maybe you can set them on fire. I mean, those faces, I mean, it, it's not going to smell any worse than those gugs that we've killed that are just sitting over there. That's true. We'll have to take care of them as well. Or maybe that'll be the job of the dwarves once we clear it out. Is there a nearby crate or barrel or anything, Chase? Nope. This is a pretty bare room. Great. Well, Gideon will just start grabbing all the visages and draping them over his arm as he piles them up in a corner oh, over there. Gideon, Wonderful. no. Gideon, oh uh, dear. Gideon, oh, that's... I don't think that's necessary. And that's what he does. That's it. They're just in the corner. There doesn't seem to be anything else uh, in here, really. Do they smell? Or you said they were reposed? Or yeah, they're general like... reposed, so they smell like normal human faces. <laughs> <laughs> please keep talking in detail. It's helping. Candles. Candles by past five. Can you please do your best to describe that scent for me? <laughs> well, I don't think it's really necessary. I think we all know what that is. If you say it smells like garlic bread, then that's just going to seal the deal. With my no, deal no, just, um, I just, I don't know. I don't think I've ever smelled of a person's face. I feel like it would be a waste of time to describe something so obvious. <laughs> that's theater of the mind. <laughs> oh, you know, it smells like person face. Yeah, that, that classic family scent everyone knows okay we press on yeah there does appear to be a continuation of this chamber to the left and Gideon walks out and it continues on for a ways you see that um, it appears to there seems to be another hallway somewhere upwards maybe 30-40 feet and then to the right and then it, uh, it continues even further beyond that, I think that's probably the range of your dark vision. 
yeah. So this definitely connects with uh, the previous collapse portion, I'm assuming. Um, but is there any? I mean, it's hard here? to say. You, like you can't see through it, obviously, but it just looks like it is a big collapse there. Right. Like you could probably clear it, but it would take probably several many hours of work to get rid of all the rubble and you don't know how extensive it is right and how deep it goes in i could just turn into a dragon and burrow through it but i don't want to waste that right now very cool karen but i think we're going to press on very cool bro (laughs) (laughs) neat trick man but we're gonna go the other way all right lead on gideon and he leads on um i think that's more than 50 feet Never, went too going, fast. never going more than 50 feet away from his good pal Orin. As you guys start going down this hallway, this, uh, let me describe what you're seeing here. This wide hallway stretches on for a little over 100 feet. You can see the debris from the collapse behind you, or to the, to the south. And to the north, again, you see it turns off now that Gideon's a little bit further up. I can, I can show it. The turns off to the northeast. I'm sorry, northwest turns off to the northwest and then about halfway up the hallway there is a another opening to the right which i will show you can see ends in a doorway frescoes painted into the plaster walls here depict a dramatization of the quest for sky with a dusky skinned red-headed dwarven man leading and assisting other dwarves through a variety of darklands hazards and as you guys walk past this fresco you can see that it almost looks like it moves a little bit and in the next moment the axes and hammers and the weapons that are held by the dwarves in the fresco animate and leave the picture and begin to swing down all across this hallway however as all these weapons are colliding everywhere they go straight through you and you can see the sigils of Kragadan, the rings that you were given, are faintly glowing and it's almost like all these weapons are just going completely through you without actually touching you and you think that the rings that the prince gave you are protecting you from the dwarven defenses here. Pretty cool, man. Got the special rings. What's this? So, as you get past where this fresco is and, and you bypass the trap without needing to worry about it, you come across uh, this large door here. It is a uh, golden brackets line the edge of this doorway. And at the top of it, you can see in Dwarven script, I don't know uh, if Gideon speaks Dwarven, but it, as the others come up behind you, in Dwarven script, there is a plaque at the top of this doorway that says the Orum Store. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Orum Store, A-U-R-U-M, Orum, Orum. Yep, that sounds good. What do you sell in the Orum store? What are Orums? Do you sell Orums? <laughs> I don't think it's an actual store. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's where you buy. Is Orum the plural of Aura? Orum? <laughs> They're little children of Orin. It's just little little <laughs> versions of him. It's little dolls of Orin. Yes, yeah, this Orum is obsolete gold. gold. Interesting. Nice. So that's all it says. It's just the Orum store. Okay, Kieran will cautiously move up and listen at the door for a minute or so. Go ahead and roll a perception. Okay, so that is a 26. Okay, 
Uh, Gideon, your detect magic doesn't uh, doesn't get you anywhere. Okay. Karen, with a 26, you don't hear anything on the other side of the door. Mm. Seems quiet. Does it appear like these doors have a locking mechanism? Or is there like a keyhole or anything that it looks, looks like... It looks like they do have a lock, but it's been busted. Oh, I don't like that. Did did the um did the synod tell us anything about an Orem store in the reliquary? I'm just forgetting or No. Nope. I mean, you know that this reliquary was used as a vault for like multiple clans during the quest for sky. So like anything related to the quest for sky, so like families that took part in the quest for sky would enter like their treasures and heirlooms and sometimes even their ancestors in the reliquary of ascension i don't know if i described this or i didn't and we forgot but like in some of the encounters with the gugs before in some of these other rooms the first six offshoot rooms from the main chamber you would have seen like the remains of bones and such that you could assume the gugs probably ransacked and started eating you know the remnants of people's ancestors sort of thing. That's just dishonorable. So Kieran would turn back to the others and he would say, I don't hear anything on the other side. Do you think we should try to go in and see what's in here or should we continue down the hallway and see if we come upon other doors down there? How do you want to handle this? They did tell us to clean out all the gugs, so I guess how do we know there's nothing in there? I figured we'd come back eventually, but I didn't know if we wanted to Make sure that there wasn't anything down the hallway so that we don't draw attention if these doors make a lot of noise. But I'm fine with trying to go through. It looks like the lock's been busted. We might be able to get in. We can, uh, Gideon will suggest some of us can go ahead and just look down the hall and see how far it goes before going down that door. Split the party. Well, Gideon, if you and Orton want to check that out since you're bound at the hip. Or I can I can do it, actually. You guys, I forget. <laughs> you're not the the best, but I guess neither am I. Not the most stealthy. I'll say, like, you can see that much from, oh, like... Oh, okay. So you can control. see that it's collapsed further down around you the corner a little bit. It, it, it turns to the northwest, and it looks like it ends in a collapse, but there's another turn to the northeast that goes further. This is an absolutely massive map. Yeah, it's pretty big. All right, well, my vote is let's try to go through these doors and see what's in here. It doesn't look like there's anything in the immediate hallway down there, so we might be able to get through without drawing attention. My vote's for exploration. Oh, for... the worst that's going to happen. No, through the door. Exploring through the door. Oh, oh, right. Okay, yeah. That's probably (laughs) my vote. Okay. You open the door. All right, so Kieran will try to open the door, I guess. You begin to push on the door, and it does open. It takes a little bit of strength, because these are pretty heavy, but you open it. And as you look inside, the golden brackets from the door extend, and they line the walls of this chamber. There is light that's flickering from flames on several of the uh, sconces on the on the side of the walls. And there is a ceiling-mounted brazier that is also illuminating this room quite brightly. Alongside the brackets of gold, are silver alcoves, each resembling storage areas roughly two feet wide. Blocky dwarven script lines the tops of each alcove. And it looks like there are eight of these alcoves, and it looks like seven of them are sealed, but one of them has been unsealed and and broken open. But you can't really see into it from where you're standing. All right, Kieran will 
trying to determine because I never buff before I go into places and then I'm caught off guard, but I guess I'll just risk it. Um, as long as I know the others are kind of falling behind, I will step into the room, specifically searching for legs. Okay. Yep, you don't immediately see any legs, but you'd have to get uh, you'd have to get well, let me ping it here. You'd have to get closer to this side of the room to see the opened the only opened alcove. Okay. Because the other ones so, are sealed. With my blind sense, I don't sense anything moving in this like thirty foot radius, right? Okay. Then Kieran will move further in. Okay. And with the intention of inspecting that open alcove. Okay. Yep. Kieran moves into the room. Do the rest of you follow or are you waiting for Kieran to give the okay? I'm just going to wait uh, right on the outside of the door. Yeah, I follow in. Okay, so you guys are going in there, and uh, you approach the unsealed alcove, and it looks like it's empty. Whatever contents used to be in here have been removed or stolen, or you don't know where what happened to them, but it is empty, the only one that has been unsealed. The other seven are still sealed, but other than that, you don't see anything in here. And if we spend like, you know, 20 seconds detecting magic, is there any magical in here? Uh, no, you don't detect any magic in any of these alcoves. Okay. And you said these other alcoves are closed to the point where we can't see in them? Right, yeah. So imagine like little two foot wide inlets into the wall with little like chests in them that are sealed. Okay. So they're like little, you know, So I'm picturing like, lockers <laughs> for lack of a better term but i guess it's smaller than that it's more just chests. sort of like dwarven dwarven lockers like foot lockers more so okay and they all look like they are locked but this one was forcibly opened they don't look like they're necessarily locked they're just closed and they have like it doesn't look like they have been opened they're still like sealed type of a thing but it looks like the the primary locking mechanism was the doorway that uh, was busted open I see. So if I were to cast open close on just like one of them, would it open the chest? You don't know. They, they could be magically locked. Well, I'm so I mean, I'm trying that. I'm casting open close on one of them to see if it opens. Wouldn't detect magic tell if they were magically locked? It might if there hasn't been a non-detection spell also cast. There are ways of making that not appear. You're not sure how extensive the defenses here are. Yeah, I guess I would do it because i it's a close range spell, but I think I have enough space to do it on a chest that I think like in case like an arrow comes shooting out of the alcove, like I don't want to be in the direct line of that arrow. So anticipating that it could be trapped when it opens, I would okay. pick a chest accordingly. All right, yep, you cast um, that spell, open close, and the the chest footlocker alcove that you target does actually open it, it appears that it is not magically locked or anything but um a few moments after you do that you hear noises coming from either side of the room to the in in relation to this map to the north and the south and the actual walls here begin to rotate. And as they rotate, they reveal two stone figures. No, no, because they're not actually combatants, so you don't need to put them anywhere. We just we'll just look at them and flavor. Yeah, it's totally just flavor. Yeah. I'm gonna put them so there's one. There's oh. another one. 
I don't like dwarven samurai. <laughs> they are in fact dwarven samurai. No. Are they? Oh, I <laughs> no. <thought> you, <laughs> you had me <laughs> for a second. Wow. That one guy looks, they look like arm wrestlers where like one arm is super beefy and the other arm is just not. But I guess it's just the way it's drawn, like raised up. As these walls rotate, revealing these stone golems, you get into a defensive stance ready for combat, but they don't make any move towards you. Like they animate and you could see, you can see that they like ready their own weapons, but it's as if they aren't detecting anything to attack and again your rings are faintly glowing yeah well i'm glad they gave us these rings they seem to be coming in handy in this place yeah i'm just kind of curious about the denizens that are in this area if they don't have any rings how are they getting by all these traps well maybe they ain't well but that's another good question though is maybe that whoever got into this one alcove had a ring for some reason i don't know why but maybe there's something fishy going on here but i i i'm I wasn't in here to take anything. I just wanted to see if it would open. I can cast the cantrip again and have it close the the chest. I just wanted to see if it was trapped or could I get an idea of what's inside of it? Yeah, if you were lo- to look into it, it looks like there are several gold ingots that are just kind of stacked on top of each other. And they look like they're all stamped with the, the seal of Kragadan on them. Okay. Yeah, Kieran's not in here to loot the place, so he would just cast close. It's got a bag of holding. I no. looks like Oren's still outside of the room a little bit. You might have a time. You might not you might have time. No, no. Kieran is still lawful. He's not gonna pillage these that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, so he will turn back and say, I don't see anything in here that's of importance for what we need to do. There's no gugs in here, so I guess we could just call it good and avoid a conflict with these two nasty looking guys. Anything else you want to see in here, Gideon? There's nothing, right, Jace? Nope, doesn't look like it. It's just these alcoves. Again, it looks like it was a storeroom of some sort. Kieran will try to make it look like it was when they came in, and he will just leave. As you guys leave the room, a couple moments go by, and you can hear uh, sounds of movement in the the room you just came from, and it sounds like they probably rotated back to where they were. I know some parties that would have a heyday in there, but not this party. <laughs> you know, worst case, this will be plan B. If scrap it's fan over there, we run into this room, Kieran, you open a chest, and we'll watch those dwarven things go to work. That's a good point, Jessup. We could lure something in here, then maybe they can take care of the problem for us. I 100% believe the gods will be on our side with this one. Yeah, I'm sure the creatures here aren't aware of them. Yeah. Well, you all are the religious folks, so I'll take your word for it. Gideon shakes his head, like, nah, we'll just go on. Might <laughs> <laughs> you follow Abaddon? I mean, not not religiously. Oh, okay. I, I don't mean to be rude, uh, Kieran, but how else do you follow gods if not religiously? No, I just meant that I don't do it. On, I don't do it quite to the level that you all follow your gods. I agree with some of his tenets, but. If I break another, I don't necessarily feel any guilt over it. Hey, hey, I mean, not trying to be sacrilegious over here, but uh, I'm, it's not like I'm a devotee of Desna or anything like that. Just kind of pick and choose, follow on some footsteps mildly. Yeah, that's fair. Gideon will whisper under breath to Orin, Ah, so they lack conviction. <laughs> and chuckle to himself as he keeps walking. So yeah, you guys continue forward. 
the funny part is that Gideon is very picky and choosy with <laughs> the tenets that he follows. What are you talking about? You have like 18 deities you follow. Yeah, right. You can just pick the best ones of each deity that you want, and you've basically just custom built your own deity. Yeah. Three. Oh, that's not I how have... gods work. It's how pantheons work. Oh, it's going to be a Shaylin kind of day. Uh... <laughs> All right. So yeah, you guys walk up closer, and you get to that bend that it uh, curves to the northeast there. And as you get closer to that area, you can hear in the distance some some sound. And pretty much as soon as you hear it, they hear you, and you hear two creatures yell out in terrifying shrieks. More angry gugs. Super angry ones. Yeah, these are gug berserkers. They sound like gugs, but their tokens look different. Yeah, I was going to comment on that. They do look more primal. I would say, Gideon, you can see the one a little bit out of the corner. It looks like there is a black mist, like like an aura almost, just like faintly emanating from this creature. Like a miasma? Yeah, almost like a miasma of this blackness coming from the creature. But as they growl and shriek, I need everybody to roll initiative. Don't forget, Kieran, you anticipate peril. Yeah, I was going to set that off. I will say I, I didn't bother asking you guys to roll for stealth because they have a plus 27 perception, and I figured... I could have made it. I figured they probably... So close. Like, okay, so here's my problem, though. I don't see any eyes or ears on them, so how are they perceiving? I don't know. They got dark vision. Well, they, you just... Let me show this again. There's, there's eyes. See the, Oh, that's horrifying. See the eye right there? They're, like, below the mouth head. Yeah, I mean, oh. it's awful, but you know, there's an eye there. <laughs> it's not a, yeah. That's not a uh, decorative uh, belt buckle. That's their face. Yeah, it's right awful. There. <laughs> wow, our initiatives are terrible. Yeah, oh, I love bad. it. Okay, so Kieran, let me just let me roll initiative on these guys here. Okay, Kieran, what's your modifier? Plus 13. Gosh, that beats that guy. Yeah, because I had a plus 5 from Anticipate Peril, but that's gone now. And Jessup got 11, Oren got a 13, and Gideon got in the double digits. 12. Woo-hoo. Got a net one. I guess that's what I get for talking trash about my DD, so. <laughs> yeah, Dustin is like, shut up, Jessup. All right. That brings us to the top of round one. Kieran, you are first. All right. So I am going to cast Mirror Image because I, I well, we don't know from before. They didn't seem to have any sort of blind sense or anything that we identified. I'll just uh, cast it. You know Gugs have, what is it? Blind fight. Oh, okay. But not blind sight. Or sense, whatever. Not that you know of, at least. Okay, so I think now I get plus four images because I'm caster level 12. So this will be a 1d4 plus four, so six images. Oh, you're actually caster level 12 now? Mm-hmm. You're not delayed by two levels? Hmm. Nope, you're right, I am. So, five. Okay. Why? I thought that I had 12. Just wishful I was going to say, a, I thought you were more than one level behind. But Yeah. Um, all right. So, then I am going to move 15 feet up to be in line of the doorway, but not, like, right in the entrance. So, that is that is blocked. That is rubble that you're oh, it's not. Oh, it's not difficult terrain. It's just blocked. If if most of the square is clear, you can be on there. But if most of the square is covered, then it's like a wall like of rubble. 
Yeah, you could be there if you want. Okay, that's fine. I'll stay there then. I think that may have been a five foot step. So. Yeah, it might have been. Okay, that'll you be my turn. Move action, draw your glaive. Yeah, I will move action, draw my glaive. All right, that brings us to Red, who rolled the same initiative but has only a plus one. Oh, he rolled a 20. Wow. He is going to, again, yell out, shriek, and growl as a free action. And then he's going to move here. And I think that's within 20 feet, right? Yeah. Well, that's kind of a corner. Well, he'll just move here for now, then. And uh, that'll just be his turn. That brings us to Orin. I'm going to cast a spell. Cool. Divine power. All right. Okay. So you cast a divine power on yourself as a standard action. Would you like to move, or are you planning on kind of holding your ground there first? No, I'll just hold my ground here for a second. After Orin, it's Gideon. He is going to go ahead and cast Good Hope. All right. Um, he's also going to do an invocation of destruction. Okay. And then, and then he'll... Can I stand here? Or is this yeah, one? Yeah, that's mostly yeah. clear, so that's fine. Now five foot step there. That brings us to Jessup. I can't see what's going on, but something sounds pissed. All right, it's back courage. Do love me some inspired courage. I'm going to do some of the best spells, but uh, so he doesn't know how to stay in the lane over there with the good hope. <laughs> you, it's fine. It's fine. We're just gonna get to the point where somehow Gideon's gonna learn to cast haste, and then just Jessup will be obsolete. No, I can't ever cast haste. Don't you worry. I wouldn't want to replace you. I just wanted to to help you out. You know. Yeah. So then I think uh, Jessup will take a so f- swift action start performance. He's going to move action, pull out a bow, and move action. He's gonna get over there to try to get line of sight. Okay. That brings us to. The other Gug, who's going to move up to here to within range. And again, these guys have crazy range. Um, and uh, he is going to, as a swift action, smite good. Are you good aligned, Gideon? I, I happen to be, yes. Okay, so you've been smited. So okay. that'll be fun if he can hit. And he'll do one attack because he had to move up there. So He's got a good chance. That will be a... I think that'll do it. It's a pretty good roll. It's not a crit, but it's a pretty good roll. 38. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not even close. So you will take 23 points of damage. That, that one is not as bad as possible. Yep, minimum damage there, but the, the smite evil... They might not have enough charisma to increase their attack rolls, but the, the damage rolls... That, that goes up by a lot. And that is its turn. Brings us to the top of round two. We're back to Kieran. All right. Kieran is going to... I will move to be here. Can I hit them from there? Yes. Okay. And I, I will say that will not provoke because you're moving through Gideon. He's kind of giving you cover, so you're probably good. Okay. So then I will move there and I will make one attack with my glaive. All right. And that is a 40. Surprisingly, that will hit. Wow. That is natural 19. So, wow. All right. That is a 16 damage. So I also rolled min damage. And there's nothing special about your weapon. Uh, no. But what invocation did you have 
Gideon? Destruction. Destructo. Okay, that's not factored into my damage because I wasn't sure which one we had. So that would be, instead of 16 damage, it's actually 19 damage. And okay. my glaive is just slashing. It's not any special material or anything, so... So, as you swing down on this creature, you do connect, you do damage it, but you feel like the black miasma around it is almost repelling your blade somewhat. Interesting. Okay, is there but any sort of... You do draw blood, for sure, but... Is uh, there any sort of knowledge check that I can do on these creatures? So, identifying the creatures would be a uh, knowledge dungeoneering. I would allow a knowledge planes for other aspects. Okay. I don't have planes, but I did put one rank into Dungeoneering this last level, so I will roll it and just see probably just basic Gug stuff, but 26. Wow. Now they're natural 19. That's scary. Yep. With a 26, it these are definitely Gugs. Um, there's definitely something unique about them, but right. they are otherwise Gugs. Okay. Is there anything specific you want? I just wanted to know, is there any sort of elemental resistances that they have from before that I just can't remember. You don't recall normal Gugs having any sort of resistances. Uh, okay. I mean, they have immunities to like disease and poison, but... Okay, but no, nothing like the the, the Babaos. The previous Gugs that you fought did not have any sort of... Well, I don't know if you hit them with any elemental stuff. Well, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, the previous Gugs you fought didn't have anything like that. All right, fair enough. I think that is my turn. Okay. That brings us to Red, who's going to step up. And I think he might have to use the lunge feet, but I'm pretty sure... 20 feet, yeah. So he will use the lunge feet to extend his reach a little bit more, and he'll full attack. Yeah, it wouldn't know any better. It's going to smite good, but it's not going to work, is it? Nope, I'm not very good. Yeah, they, they don't have any sort of detect alignment, so it's just going to... It's going to smite good, but it's not going to have any effect on you. So there goes that once per day ability. Okay. For the bite, that is a 25. Uh, yes, that will hit. Or yes, that will hit. And you've got six images? Five images. Uh, I have five plus myself, so a d6. So roll 1d6. A one hits you two. So there's an image. Okay. One claw. Uh, that's going to miss with a 19. Yes, but that's exactly five, so I think another image goes. Okay, yep. Yeah. Just double check that it's not within... Well, within five would count. By five or less. Okay, so yeah, so... Yeah, yep. Next claw. Uh, that is a 20. Also within five. So I rolled five. a natural two and a natural three just then. So that was good. Yikes. All right, so still another image goes. That one's better. 27. Yep, that hits. So D3. now I'm rolling a D... Ooh, D3 now. Cool. One. That does hit me. So you do take 11 points of damage. Okay. And then the final claw, much, much better, 30. Yep. So I'll roll that again, and, and it hits oh, you. Oh, another one. Darn it. <laughs> so this time you take nine points of damage, but because two of the claws did hit, it does get to rend. Good grief. Dealing another 14. Okay. And that'll be its turn, which brings us to Orin. From Oren's perspective, he just sees super long arms, right? Coming noodle out of nowhere. <laughs> just noodle arms rending people. Right around um, the corner, like a horror movie. Hi, <laughs> oh, I'm in a pickle. Yeah, sorry, I did move right in front of you. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's okay. 
You can move through me, but I guess you no, wouldn't necessarily oh, oh. know. I don't know. Does lunge apply to attacks of opportunity as well? I think it's like power attack. I think it, it stays, just on, stays on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes you gotta risk it. I'm going in. He'll move in. All right. That will provoke from both of them. <laughs> I don't want to die. So we will do uh, blue first, I guess. That is a thirty-four to hit. Yep. And red is a much worse twenty-four to hit. No. Okay. So blue hits you, um, and you have not been smitten. So you take. So I'll split this up. You take four. Gideon takes four. Okay. And uh, that's it from their attacks of opportunity. Would he take and rend if he was hit by a claw from each of them? <laughs> no, the same creature's going to hit you. Shame. Fun idea, though. Shame. It's real shame. Um, and then he'll try and smack the blue one. Okay. Ha! Okay, 38 will hit. 21 points of damage. 21. And uh, nothing super fancy about your weapon? Uh, it's uh, quaking. That's about it, yeah. Yep, again, so you, you hit this creature, you definitely draw blood, it does react to the attack, but some of that that cloying black mist seems to repel a bit of your force. Oh, sugar snaps. I should have cast a spell before I went in there. Well, too late now. You live and learn. Brings us to Gideon. Gideon's going to swift action heal up a bit. Okay, heals 4-7. And then he's just going to move in. Okay, that will provoke from both of them. Maybe. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yes, your seven acrobatics fails to surpass their um, their CMD by by a lot. Yeah, sure. So, uh, blue first. That's only a 25. Misses. And red, that's 32. Hits. Um, red did not smite you, so you only take minimum uh, eight points of damage from that attack. So there goes your lay on hands. Yep, and uh, he'll attack blue. Okay, roll to hit. Ugh. 23. 23. That will unfortunately miss your target. You go to strike it, and the black mist just bounces your weapon right back. Don't like that a whole lot. That brings us to Jessup in the back there. Oh, you didn't have to say it like that, but uh, tactfully move up. You get the sense that a clear line of, sh of shot would be kind of difficult with how many people are in the way. Yeah. So instead, we are going to maintain performance. All right. Cast haste. Might as well, right? All right. Haste has been casted. So that was, a, was that a five-foot step move? Yeah, I think I only... Uh, okay. Yep. Maybe I moved ten feet. I, d I didn't know if it, was, if it was five or seven. I think I moved about ten. So, I, um... Yeah. Stay there. Further in or not. No, because I, I don't think there's anything else I want to do. Um, so okay. just maintain performance. Cast haste. Just moved up a bit. Just kind of hopefully wait for a line of shop. For now, we'll just kind of patiently wait. Okay. Uh, that will bring us to the blue gug, who is going to step back kind of has to attack Gideon. There's not really many other targets here. I mean, maybe arguably Orin, but he's kind of between a wall and Gideon, so that would be a tough one to hit. So, he's going to full attack Gideon 
first attack probably misses with a 26. Yeah, that misses. Yeah. A natural 2 will miss on the first claw. 27 will probably miss on the yep. second claw. Misses. Third claw is a miss with a lower number, and then the final claw is a 33. It'll hit. Okay. So you take 9 points of damage. You're very lucky there. It wanted to continue its smiting attacks against Kieran, but that's that's not going to happen. So That was red that attacked me? That was blue. Blue just did a full attack on you. It is now the top of round three. Red will be going next, but Kieran is going right now. Wasn't blue smiting me? Uh, I think red tried to smite you because blue went first. So blue was the first one. Or wait. We have it backwards. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think because red was the one that lunged and right. smote. Right. I think I got it backwards because I wanted to attack Kieran and I got them yes. mixed up. Right. So it should so be more technically damage. you would have taken 15 more damage from that. but 15 on top of the 9? Yeah, because it's uh, one per hit dice. So. Yeah, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. I just want to... Yeah, so it's Kieran's turn now? Yep. Good thing the thing only hit once, though. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, Not ideal where I'm at right now. Not... Not really ideal. I'm trying to think. What What's your little doing? dragon friend doing? Just hanging around you? Yeah, he's just sitting on my shoulder. Oh, I haven't forgotten about him. He can do stuff, but it's too early. I'm not going to make him do anything yet. He will die instantly. Yeah. I am going to... I guess I'll just move... If I were to move up next to Gideon here, would I have any penalties to attack Red? No. No. It's kind of weird positioning, but I guess I could maneuver it there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's fine. Okay. I don't see going up. And he doesn't have his noodle arms anymore, so I don't provoke. I mean, I don't think you would provoke anyways, because it, like you're only moving into that square, right? It's like I, it wasn't that yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And Gideon's kind of shielding that side, so it's kind of like cover. But um, My hero. It, I think lunge is still active, so its AC is a little bit lower. Yeah, I just didn't know because lunge makes his reach like 15 feet, doesn't it? So No, his reach is normally 15 feet. Oh, interesting. Lunge well, makes it 20. That's a lot. So I will just attack once with my glaive again, and that'll be a natural 20 with a okay. 37 to confirm. That will hit and that will confirm. So potentially 66 points of damage and then four from discordant voice i'm just looking to see i want to make sure i think all my my buffs are in there correctly i don't want to add anything i shouldn't be but i think i've got so everything in there because 70. the destruction and everything would also be tripled i think so okay then it should be not precision damage so yes then it would be a total of 70 slashing damage 70 minus other numbers so yes, a very, very big hit. You are able to push past the mist and deal a very grievous grievous wound to the creature, but it does remain standing. Okay, that's and the end of my turn. It is its turn. Uh, and it did smite you, but again, didn't do anything. So it'll full attack you. Uh, doesn't need to lunge anymore. So first attack is the bite. Uh, that's a 19, which misses. I was 19 within 5, did you say? Not with haste. So oh. now my AC is 25. <laughs> so it has to roll a 3 or higher in order to do anything. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Jessup. That's a 34. 
So that will uh, hit. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Pretty much any other number. <laughs> a one again, again. A one. Stop it. <laughs> I roll great on the D3s. <laughs> it probably could have power attacked, but it didn't. So uh, minimum eight points of damage. I really should have power attacked at least. So that was one miss, uh, one hit. So we have three more claws. Uh, I rolled a three, so it gets rid of an image, but it misses. Uh, that's ten higher than a three, so that's a thirty. Okay. So it's a D two now. Mm-hmm. Okay, D two. Well. So my images are gone. Yep. And then the final attack is another thirty, so that will hit and deal. Gosh, another eight points of damage. I've rolled minimum damage on most of their attacks. I mean, I'm not complaining. You will not hear me complain about that. So. But it did, it it did rend, didn't it? Because didn't it hit with two claws? Uh, uh, that is true. I guess they don't have to be consecutive claws. It just has to be two out of yeah, the four. Yeah, just has to be two claws. Yeah. So yeah, that will be maximum rend damage, sixteen. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. That brings us to Orin. Did we learn their alignment? I think I normally give alignments when I when you identify creatures and you know that gugs are chaotic evil so oh, okay good chaotic evil large aberrations so. so Orin is going to use the staff of order ability Ooh. to give his weapon the axiomatic special weapon quality for half my cleric rounds so what seven six six rounds Six yep. rounds, yeah. And an additional time. So you can do use this 20 per day, and then it'll do six rounds each time. Yep. And then I'll five-foot step there. Okay. That will bring us to Gideon. If I five-foot step to this square, am I... Yes. Yes? Covered? Oh, covered? Um, let me Four. see. Four, yeah. From the corner. From this corner. I'd say you might have partial cover but that's he still has a pretty decent angle there i'd say yeah i just wasn't sure because before it was but um i think i'll just go there and call it a day we will cast like if i cast i don't know if it provokes so i'm just gonna go for it you're just gonna go for it you're gonna cast defensively it's 15 plus double the spell level yes let's do swift action heal up first okay and then um, we'll cast offensively and hope to roll high enough. Okay. It's a level four, so I need to hit... A 23. A 37 will succeed. And we will do uh, Shared Wrath on blue. On blue. Okay. It doesn't stack with Good Hope, but it is one higher, I believe. Oh, I forgot Good Hope also adds to attack. Yeah, they're both morale. That's fine. I already said what I said. Did Jessup use Good Hope? No. Would you, would you mind if I swapped that out for a prayer? Okay. It does, it does the same thing. It's just a lower level spell. Okay. So you cast prayer. So everyone benefits from a plus one luck bonus on attack rolls, weapon damage rolls, and they get a negative one penalty. So I guess it's technically a little bit better even. That brings us to Jessup. Jessup. Still don't have a very good angle. All right. So maintain performance. And uh, nobody's moved for any shots. That's okay. That's right. We'll figure out something else over here. Uh, Jessup is going to cast. Why not? Jessup is going to cast a spell on Kieran. 
Kieran. Grand Destiny. <laughs> Do you think I can remember it this time? <laughs> Grand Destiny on Kieran. And then, uh, five footstep. I'm assuming, Jason, it appears that this is 60% rubble, so I cannot stand that. Dead space, I'd say that space. Uh, oh, the one you're pinging? Yes. That one, probably not. That does look about 60%. Yeah. Okay, I'll move up here instead. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Uh, so standard action, cast a spell, maintain performance, it's free action, five foot step, no move action. I'm good. Okay. That brings us to blue. Uh, blue, let me get this right. Blue is the one that smited Gideon. Yes. Unfortunately, it's kind of got a bad angle now. So it'll switch over to Orin and he will full attack. So against Orin, this will be five attacks. So the bite, that is a 27, which I think this is Orin. It misses now. We have haste, right? Yes. Yes, it misses now. Okay. And first claw is a 20, which will miss. A 27, which will miss. A 31, which will hit. Yep. And then a 27, which will miss. So. Look at me. Look at me. A lot of, a lot of I am the tank now. <laughs> so you and Gideon will both take five damage from the one attack that hits you. So would the 27s, would would the three 27s have hit you without haste? Correct. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. For you. Uh, and it'll five and step back here a little bit. That brings us to the top of round four and Kieran. Okay, so let me just make sure I understand this correctly. With Grand Destiny, it's a competence bonus, but Inspire Courage is also competence, so it wouldn't make any sense for me to use Grand Destiny on attack rolls because I'm already getting a plus four on attack Probably, rolls. yeah. For right now, correct. But on caster level checks and saving throws, you're good. Uh, and skill checks because um, Inspire Competence is the skill check one. So That's true, yeah. yep. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to do it on attack rolls. So that would be I, hilarious. I am, for this round, going to full attack this thing, but I do remember Grand Destiny, Jessup, so don't you worry because that will come in handy. All right, all right, all right. So first, my... I have a 39 on my first attack and a 24 on my second attack, and then my hasted attack is a 32. Just to make sure on that 24, you've got prayer in there? I do. I did put prayer in there. Okay. Are you also doing claws and stuff? Uh, no, I'm just doing glaive. Yeah, the 39 will hit, the 32 will hit, and the 24 will exactly hit. Wow, okay. So then there would be three discordant voice rolls from Jessup, but then we have 21 minus DR, 24 minus DR, 28 minus DR, and then 8 Sonic. The last one was 14 plus 4, so 18 on the last one total. I'm sorry, uh, 18 plus 4. 22. Yes. Alright, the last attack, it had 14 hit points, and it takes 22 damage and goes down. Okay, I was hoping for that. I'm sorry. That was the wrong one. I was doing all that damage to Blue. Oops. All right. Belay that. <laughs> it's fine. Red's fine. It's never felt better. Let me I just mean, add all that damage to Red. Are you sure? Because Red was the one that had gotten critical. So it had... Oh, you know, because Red... Because Blue had been hit by the other guys, so... Oh, I see. Okay. So no. Yeah, we're good. All right. Well, then I'll five foot step. And that's he actually kind of just brought them both to even hit points, more or less. 
Okay. So he is still alive? Yeah, there. Yeah, he's still alive because that, that oh. damage was on the wrong. Okay. Well, then I will not five foot step. I will stay where I'm at. Yeah, they're they're both still alive. They've both taken a beating at this point. Um, it's just that those last three attacks I've done the wrong guy. Okay. All right. That's my turn. All right. That brings us to Red, who will full attack you. Man, I was really banking on putting him down. I'm just gonna roll five d20s in the chat. Oh. Oh no. Oh, no. So these are all plus seventeen. So the two and the th- the uh, the two and the three miss. Uh, the twenty. The six. The six yeah, the six misses. would be a twenty-three. Because the twenty-three. Yeah, no, that okay. I, my AC is twenty-five. But of course, the natural twenty will hit. And then if you wanted to use the eighteen, I guess it's going to confirm either way. So one critical and one hit. Of course, with two claws, so also rend. Yes. So a critical, a regular, and rend. That's ah, going to be I fun. I the power attack again. I need to say that next time. This thing knows you're easy to hit. It would definitely power attack. Keep forgetting. Why is that? Why am I easy to hit? It's missed a lot. I mean, it's, it's gotten rid of an image and hits you on anything higher than a three. Well, can it quantify what a three is? Yeah, it knows what a three is. I, I, it's I, seen I, three before. I Do you think a creature with an intelligence of 11 wouldn't know what a three is? Yes. <laughs> I'm saying, can they quantify their attacks as being a three? <laughs> yeah, that's what an 11 intelligence gets you. So the critical will be 10 plus uh, 13, 23 damage total. And then the normal hit will be nine. And then the rend will be 15. My goodness, I go down so fast. I have so much HP, but it goes Rend down is, I mean, so Rend fast. is a lot. And five attacks is a lot. They just, they hit a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That brings us to Orin. He'll five foot step there and full attack the blue guy. Okay. Roll your attacks. 32 will hit, 24 will exactly hit, and 44 will hit. Okay. And you said he is chaotic? Yes. So an additional 2d6 for each one of those? Yeah, so Axiomatic deals an extra 2d6 damage to chaotic creatures, that is true. It bypasses lawful DR, so that doesn't do anything. But the extra 2d6 will, so you can roll another 66. Yep, 14. Okay. He is barely, barely still up. Ah, nets. But you can feel that as you are hitting this creature, your lawful alignment, like you're doing more damage because he's chaotic, but you're, the the mist is still repelling you. Mm, probably needs good aligned. But uh, you deal a significant amount of damage. The creature does appear to be heavily wounded, but it is still standing. And that will bring us to Gideon. Can Gideon tell that the creature is heavily wounded? He saw Orin hit him three times. Yeah, you can see Orin beating on this thing, and it's staggered, and it's it's taken a lot of hits. It's not looking great. We're you don't go. know how close that is, but it's not looking great. Taste my squeaky hammer. Bone shaker. Ooh, nice. All right. On blue. Uh, I need you to... Yeah, I need you to roll me a spell resistance. Sure. Is that uh, just a caster level check, right? Yes. It is d20 plus your caster level. Oh. A 33 <laughs> will beat its 16 spell resistance. Oh, really? You can't see it, but I'm twirling my mustache. Uh- <laughs> so how much damage is that? I mean, it gets a save, too. It does. Fortitude save, uh, 24. So it'll pass, so it takes half of that, so long as it's not adding... It's adding 7 from other things, I believe. So, so it takes 15. So, yeah, so 96, so uh, th- so 15 damage, you said? Yeah. And this was blue? Yeah. Yeah, so blue goes down. 
Nice. Yay. Go team. Just a little poke. Poke, poke, poke. And do you want to move or are you good? I had five foot step. Okay. That brings us to Jessup then. And Jessup, you, you're actually at a spot. Yeah, take some you, shots. You could, actually, yeah, you could, you could do it from there too. You don't even have to move. Really. Nope, I ain't gonna. So Jessup is going to free action maintain performance. Swift action arcane strike. Standard action, put it down. Hey, I like that. I like that confidence. Yeah, standard action, put it down. The second so, roll is going to be a crit. What? Okay, I was going to say, I, you said standard action. I didn't know if there was something that stopped you from full attacking or if that was a... Oh, sorry. Full, full attack action is my gotcha. standard okay. action. Okay. Right. 31 will hit, 36 will hit, wow. and 40 will hit. Nice. Look at this guy. Woo! Look at this and guy. And the D6 damage? Oh, my. He's unstoppable. He's actually too good. <laughs> Not quite enough damage to oh, put it down. Did you have prayer in there? Destruction. Good hope. Uh, point blank, arcane strike, it's fire courage. Uh, prayer, good hope, destruction. It's close. You're just a little bit shy of Kieran's damage there. That's sad I did not have haste clicked, but it only to attack, <laughs> not damage anyways. So. Yeah, it's right. only, yeah. All right. That brings us to the top of the round, and it's Kieran's turn, so. Uh, I guess I I was going to try to get more images, but it's probably better just to try to inflict damage. Probably. Mm, but I don't want to waste Jessup's spell. I mean, it lasts for 10 minutes. Like, it's 10 minutes per level, so that's going to be there for a long oh. time. Oh, okay. All right, well, then in that that's not, case... That's not going away anytime soon. All right, I will... Three attacks with my glaive. So first attack is a 28. Second attack is a 32. Hasted attack is a 39. Okay. Nice. All of those will hit. The The second attack actually puts it down. Oh, okay. So then I had 22 slashing damage, 29 slashing damage. Even with its DR, the second one definitely puts it down there. Well, then I guess the third attack would just be on ensuring Gideon. that it... It yeah. doesn't go up if orange channels, so. Okay, yep. And it goes down. Well, it wasn't so bad. No, no, it was not. What are you doing back here, Gideon? Um, just casting spells? What are you doing back here? He what? chuckles oh. as he walks forward. Just casting haste, like always. Yeah, same, same as me, just casting spells, as always. Nothing out of the ordinary, Jessup. And he'll inspect the bodies. And he'll kind of give a look to Kieran, like, are you all right? <laughs> um, you know, not not really, but it's becoming the norm where every time we fight, I just take a whole lot of damage and rely on you guys to get me back up. Oh, I'm sure Oren will help you plenty, but until then... Yeah, you know what you just need, Gideon? Or, uh, Kieran, sorry. You need some extra padding. And Jessup will kind of pat his stomach. You just need to eat more. It gives you flavor DR. Yeah, that's really helpful, that flavor DR. <laughs> I don't think that works with a GM. Eh, it helps with uh, non-lethal bashing damage. That's about it. <laughs> so yeah, you guys put down these gugs. You begin healing up a little bit. Um, Gideon, you are inspecting them, and you don't see anything special like that they were carrying or anything. They just appear to be uh, mutated and morphed gugs. Okay, hook it across them and then move on. Okay. As you're looking around this room, you can see chunks of metal and stone cover much of the floor here, along with piled bones and streaks of blackened blood. 
To the north, you can see that the wall abruptly ends in a jagged collapse, opening to a much wider cavern beyond. The other exit uh, that you just came from obviously goes from the southwest and is blocked the other direction. You can see, as you look up to the wall uh, just above where you are, Kieran, there is a plaque that is kind of hanging from the entryway to this hall. And in Dwarven, it reads, The Calm Menagerie. Interesting. Usually menagerie has to do with animals, but calm doesn't quite evoke the same thought with animals. I'm not sure. As you're looking around, I will say that um, the bones here do not appear to be humanoid bones. So, Could I do like a knowledge history to see if Orin knows what the calm menagerie is? Sure. Yeah, go ahead and roll a knowledge history. Can I roll to aid? I have ranks in history. Sure. I also have ranks in history, but I don't think I would know dwarven history. Well, you did a lot of research. Oh, that's true. We read books for like five straight days. It was more like eight straight days. Oh, but I also yeah. got a 19. Oh, oh. oh well. <laughs> so two, four, six, that brings you to a 28? Yes. So you would know that this, this particular section of the Reliquary of Ascension used to house numerous animals and exotic creatures from the Darklands that were kept in stasis by powerful magic. And you're looking around at the bones and you get the sense that the Gugs probably happily devoured the creatures here. So that's actually really it probably sad. should be called the former Calm. So basically, this was a dwarf zoo and, and a Gug Gugs buffet and a Gug buffet. All right, cool. Oh, that really makes me sad. They're probably all cats. What a shame. Stop. Don't even go there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, different types of cats. Man, I, I've been thinking that at some point in my Pathfinder career, I need to play a druid because I could really roleplay that well, I think. Fun fact, the stasis spell is not cast on a corpse, so prior to being eaten, they were actually alive. Thank oh, you. boy. I just I, I want you guys to really be immersed in what's happening here. Yeah, we have not been immersed at all up yeah, to this yeah, point. There's yeah. been zero immersion, so I mean, I'm really there's glad a world that... there's a world of difference between like imagining like taxidermy and like living creatures that are being eaten alive while they're in stasis. So. Oh, I mean, we had to deal with the skins of people in Gristledown. I very clearly remember being immersed in that. Yep. I think the biggest point of immersion for me was when that one person puked on Nayari in the camp, and I was like, I can't. I yeah. remember that. Be that, was, in this. that. That was good. Wrong time, wrong place. Yeah, that was bad rolls. Some of that, those early sessions were were quality memorable. Well, I guess Kieran will volunteer to scout ahead if we want to or if we want to just continue going along as we are looks like Oren wants to move together okay you can see that this section of opened tunnel here extends both directions to the east it looks like it curves down southward a little bit and then to the west it looks like it might meet up with more dwarven architecture but you can't quite see around the corner there uh, to either side really to know so, question on this. Do we know anything about Gugs being able to, like, dig? Like, do these tunnels no. appear to have been dug by something? Uh, the tunnels definitely look like they were dug. Some, some of them look like they were just naturally collapsed over time. 
but some of them do definitely seem to have a, a sort of um, digging situation going on, but you don't know of anything that, that Gugs would be doing like that. But we also have no reason to believe that the dwarves would have done this because they wouldn't just like tear down their walls to... You would you would probably think that it would be odd for the dwarves to have done this. Like this is probably certainly not the dwarves. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think Kieran's just going to spend some time thinking about that as we progress, just trying to think of what would have caused these massive tunnels. Yeah. You have two different directions here. Uh, Kieran's going to let Oren kind of lead the way wherever he wants to go. Okay. I guess Oren will try and go around the bend. As we're going this way, Gideon will keep an eye behind them. Looking over here. Yep. As you guys go around to try to get a better angle on the other side of this uh, to the east around the corner, you can see that this tunnel abruptly ends in what looks like a pile of, of overturned earth. And as you see that, you feel a rumbling underneath your feet and bursting out from the ground is a massive worm-like creature. And I need everybody to roll initiative. Jessup will uh, use heightened awareness on his initiative roll. Okay, my initiative, ooh, 25. 25. 25. So we got a 16 for Oren, 25 for Kieran, a 33 for Jessup, and a 23 for Gideon. Okay. Wow, those initiatives were much better this time. Wow. They were. Bravo. Indeed, they were. That brings us, so at the top of the first round of combat, we have Jessup. Jessup. Holy crap, that thing is huge! Oh, knowledge check, nature. Don't Correction, it's actually gargantuan. Ah, thank you, Desna. That will be a knowledge uh, arcana. Ha, 33. With a 33, you identify it and get two pieces of information. So this is a enormous worm covered in dark purple plates of chitinous armor. Its giant tooth-filled maw is the size of an ox, and it is known as a purple worm. It is a neutral gargantuan magical beast and again you have two pieces of information i'll go with immunities purple worms don't have any sort of particular immunities to like energy or spells or anything like that there's no real defensive stuff going on there cool beans uh let's go with something however before you ask that i will point out one other thing this creature is emitting a black miasma that is kind of familiar, and you know that the Gugs that had the same miasma had some sort of defensive stuff going on with it. And didn't you say that was a planes roll to get more information? Yeah, you on can that? do you, after this. You can do a separate knowledge planes on that on that aspect. But for now, you don't know that purple worm. You know that purple worms generally don't have any special stuff. So, okay. And then uh, something super cool and dangerous. All right. You know that purple worms, being gargantuan uh, worms, they can grab with their bite attack, and they do have swallow hole. Nice. Okie dokie. So you can make a knowledge planes if you'd like, uh, in addition, getting the second aspect of what's going on with this. Oh, only a 16. That was bad. With a 16, I'm going to say you're not you're not entirely sure what is going on with the black miasma. Oh, oh it's got some black mucus stuff like the Gugs did. Haste. Okay, yep. <laughs> so cast second actions of haste. Not all of you are within 35 oh, feet. Oh, crap baskets. Oh no! 
Uh-oh. Look at that. Well, I already said it, so I guess it'll just be us three up here. Well, you could delay until he presumably moves up. No, that's all right. You just, you're fine. Just go ahead and cast it. That's, that's pretty, pretty typical. Okay. This is, this is pretty normal. <laughs> Sorry. I... Kieran doesn't usually get haste. I prematurely hasted. I just, I'm so used to it. Okay. Going on to swift action, bard performance, spat courage. Good hope is minutes per level. Were we out of the frying pan into the fryer quick enough between those two combats? I don't think anybody did extensive, like, taking 20 perceptions, so you probably still have it, unless you had thought that you had taken 20. No, I didn't think so. I just wanted to make sure that you all still have good hope. Yeah, it's probably only been, like, five minutes since the last combat, if you guys weren't, like, taking 20 on stuff. Okay, and then Jessica will attack to jump back. Look at Kieran. I'm sorry I didn't get you hasted. That brings us to Kieran. All right, Kieran is going to sluggishly pull up his hands yeah. to cast a spell. <laughs> really selling it. Yeah, it turns out if you if you aren't hasted, you actually get slowed. Yeah. 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 Right. It's haste's ambient effect. It actually steals the speed from the sixty foot radius to thirty foot radius. Oh, nice. Oh, can I um, before I do that, can I also roll a knowledge check? Sure, Knowledge Arcana. Okay, 38. So you learn all the stuff that he learned. Uh, you'd technically, with that roll, get three pieces of information. I guess I don't really know what else to ask. Is there anything else cool that it could do? Uh, you know that purple worms, uh, at the moment, the, the lower half of the worm is burrowed, but you know that they have a stinger that has poison. Oh, oh, <laughs> Kieran does not like poison. <laughs> and uh, uh. <laughs> what else we got here that's cool? You know that they have uh, like improved critical and staggering critical on their bite. Okay. Do they do they have any sort of senses that would negate my images? You know, they have dark vision and tremor sense. So tremor sense does not necessarily cut through like displacement or images, right? Because it's not... Like blind sense. I I believe it is like blind sense in that you can get the location of creatures, but it does not necessarily get rid of uh, the rest of stuff. Sensitive to the vibrations of the ground can automatically pinpoint the location of anything that is in contact with the ground. So that almost sounds like if you're on the ground, it does know your exact location. Okay, then I will cast fly and I will fly. Okay. And I guess for right now, I will stay where I'm at but I will use a move action to move upward 10 feet and draw my glaive at the same time. And that's my turn. That brings us to Gideon. You know, in the past, I've thought about casting Shield Other on Kieran, but I didn't want to die, so... You would die so fast. (laughs) (laughs) So fast. Um, We'll go ahead and cast Divine Weapon, making it flaming. Hopefully it doesn't have energy resistances. And we'll do an invocation of destruction. Get some. Do you extra... have knowledge planes? Yeah, I have. You knowledge. can roll a knowledge planes if you wanted. Yeah, let me roll a knowledge planes real quick. Nineteen. Okay. Nineteen, I'll say, is enough to identify the template, but it doesn't. I'm not going to give you much more about it. So you you know that this this black cloying miasma on these creatures is indicative of creatures that have been touched by the abyss. They have the fiendish template. Oh. 
So that is something to keep in mind. Yeah. VR resistances, anything like that. They are similar to demons. Okay, so that means instead of destruction, I could do something more helpful. Let me find it. Uh, uh, count as one alignment at sixth level. The bypass is a bypass and damage reduction. So let's go ahead and make that an invocation of smiting instead. I think that'll work. Yes, it the weapons of your allies. So, it, okay, so this won't affect you, but your allies will count as... Good. It can be any, or does it have to be one alignment that you have? Looks like it can be any. Weird. Oh, must match one of your alignments, so you can only do it against good. Yeah, good or chaotic. But your allies, as long as they're within 30 feet of you, have good aligned weapons, basically? Yep, 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 yep. All right, so you do an invocation of smiting. Uh, and is that your whole turn? The move action, five foot step, standard action, and actually, yeah, that's the standard action that we'll do. Okay. That brings us to Orin. This creature rolled the same initiative as Orin, but it has a plus zero, so Orin goes first. Mm, did you give us alignment on it? You know that purple worms typically are neutral. Neutral. Neutral magical beasts. Except the problem is, and Gideon will let you know, that it's got some miasma of the abyss. Yeah, it's been touched by the abyss. Send his cloak back to the nether plane. Go back to the shadows. <laughs> so he's going to start moving back and casting a spell while moving back a little bit. Okay. Move action and then standard action begin casting a spell. That'll bring us to the creature here who's got one target. Creature's going to five foot step. Uh, well, five foot slither up to the target. And is going to full attack, but uh, depending on the first attack, the second attack might not go through. So this will be one bite against Gideon. Does a 35 hit? Sorry. I'm sorry. Does a 45 hit? Yes. A 45 hits, so you will take... Oh, crap. I forgot to smite you. That was a 16 damage that I forgot to do. Well, smite the next person. You will take... It's going to be easier to take this. So Gideon, you take 27 points of damage as this creature bites onto you. And I don't know if I blew this up for you guys to see, but that's what it looks like there. And uh, it is then going to try to grab you with its grab. So, and it does not have constrict, but I'll have to read Swallow Hole to see if it does more damage as soon as it does that. So the grapple is going to be a... 52 against your CMD? Yeah. Right. And I I don't think it can do Swallow Hole right away. It has to wait around. So it Roll can a attempt... D2 for me. A D2. One. Yeah, D2. one. A D1? What? Two. Because uh, I get pulled close. Oh, to close. Gotcha. Actually, it's a D3 technically. One, two, three, I realize. So if a creature with a special attack begins its turn with an opponent grappled. Okay, so you're good for now for now. We don't know what will happen in the future, but uh, that is... Oh, so it does... Since it didn't swallow you... Sorry about that. I don't know why I'm apologizing. That was my own dice that I threw. So since it didn't... <laughs> I forgive you. Since it didn't uh, swallow you, it will actually sting you. So the stinger... That's a crazy low roll. So that's, um, that's only a 28. No. So that will miss, unfortunately. So you are good to go. Top of round two. 
Jessup, you are. You can see that Gideon is grappled by this creature. Half of his body is in its mouth. Is he on the ground or up in the air? He's on the ground. Oh, okay. So Jessup will... He's hasted, so we got some movement. Jessup is going to cast a spell, and he will run over. Look at these two. I'm going to 100% regret this with his southern accent for some fair reason, and then he'll run up to Gideon and release the charge of freedom of movement. Oh, that's very helpful. So when it goes to maintain the grapple on its next turn, it should automatically fail. Unless Gideon tries to break free for some reason before he Yep, and freedom of movement is a touch spell. Yes, so, so you can cast it and then move up and touch I really the wish it was ranged, but it is what it is. Oh, and I uh, might as well maintain my performance while I can. Uh, so that'll bring us to Kieran. Alright, well the Kieran doesn't have to do what he was gonna do then, so that's good. So Kieran will... Actually, he can do it where he's at. He's going to lightning bolt and see if it does anything. Ooh, that is a really good line you got there, Kieran. Okay. Yeah, I know. I was going to move, and then I was like, why am I moving? There's a line right there. So Go ahead and give me a spell resistance. Ugh! The bane of my existence. Grand destiny. That's true. That That's true. No. Yes? Does it work at Well, it's a I don't know. It's a little check. It is. I would like to... Thank you, little voice in my head, for reminding me. I will use that Grand Destiny on this, but let me check something first because... Okay, Spell Penetration is untyped, so that will yeah. stack with yeah. Grand Destiny. Yeah, sure. So effectively, this will be a plus eight to this roll, a 29. Okay, that will beat its 19 SR. Ooh, okay, all right. Ooh. So Lightning Bolt is a reflex save. Reflex is 29. Yeah, that passes. So it would be a total of 40 damage. So half would be 20 damage, Jason. Yep, 20 damage noted. That seems to cut through the miasma. It doesn't seem like that's, other than its natural dodge, uh, it doesn't seem to have been dispersed or anything. Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, and then I will, I guess I will stay where I'm at for right now. Okay. That brings us to the grappled Gideon. Who is no longer grappled. Who is still grappled. I think we went over this before. I think you're still grappled until it goes to to confirm the grapple. Because oh. I don't think the spell says that you break out of the grapple. Correct. Although if you were to if you were to attempt to break out of the grapple, you would immediately succeed if you spent an action to do so. Got you. Yeah, you automatically succeed on any combat maneuver check and escape artist check to escape a grapple. So if you if you just say you do the check, then you succeed, but you take some action to do that. How does it affect them making the check against me? They automatically just fail. Yeah, they just fail their check. That's fine. So it'd be a standard or move action to get out? It would be a uh, standard action because it would be a, a, a combat maneuver check or an escape artist check. Even if you have a terrible escape artist, you still succeed because of the spell. That's it, because then I don't have okay. a move. I mean, I guess, can you total defense the standard action? Yeah, you have a swift. Yeah, I'll just heal up. It's just weird, because I could tease it by delaying, but that seems kind of silly. Okay, bring us to Orin. So as a standard action, you can finish your casting of the spell. Yep, and that's what I'll do. So I'm going to summon my large earth elemental. Over here? Uh, yep. 
Yep, I perfect. Think Thank that you. Should be fine. Yeah, fifty-five. Uh, that's right at my least. Plus, yep, yeah, yep. Twenty-five plus five for two levels, so it should be fifty-five feet. Uh, and then I think Orin just has a move action at that point. Right? Yes, you have a move action left. Uh, the creature would get its full complement of actions, but right. He just gets his move, though. So, okay. Uh, yeah, he's going to move there. And then the creature's going to try and do his two slams. All right. jams. Go ahead and roll those. Uh, both of the creatures are on the ground. Yep. All right. Is he flanking with Gideon? Yes. Okay. Plus 17. A 22. He's touching the ground, right? 22 will miss. Yeah, I, I counted that in. So that's the first one. Oh my gosh! A five and a three, also miss. All right, that brings us to. Did you not do a standard action? That was a standard action because he did. Because I moved when I casted last, last turn. Yeah, so he spent two standards to cast the spell instead of one full round action, basically, or one round. Oh, interesting. Because if I had stayed there, the good likelihood that the creature would have attacked You're me right. and I would have lost I the forgot spell. that that's how that... Oh, let's see. I didn't know you could do two standards. That's cool. Yep. For a spell that has one round as the casting time, you can do it as two standards. So it is now the the worm's turn. It's going to... I'm going to have it roll a d2. A one, it will continue attacking Gideon. A two, it will attack the, the big earth elemental that spawned behind it. A two, so it's going to go after the earth elemental. Nice. So the bite is going to be a 43 to hit. Uh, yeah. So that will be, can I go up enough to, yeah. 32 minus whatever DR the, the Earth Elemental Five. has. Okay, so 27 points of damage. Oof. And then it will attempt to grapple him. <laughs> oh, right. So how much HP is it supposed to have? And that will be a 41 to grapple it, which I imagine succeeds. And then it's going to try to sting it as well. So the stinger, that is only a 41 to hit. That hits. Yeah. So that'll be another, so 17 damage on that one. And if I'm not mistaken, elementals are immune to poison. I don't know. It's immunities are elemental traits. Immune to bleed, paralysis, poison, and sleep effects, yes. and stuff. I figured as much. So the poison has no effect on the thing that is just made of stone, and that will be the the worm's turn. Top of round three, we are back up to Jessup. Okie dokie! Jessup is... He's actually going to drop performance, but it's Shadowlinger. And Jessup will... I don't know what its reach is, so... It's currently grappled, so... How is it grappled? Oh, it's grappling. It's, it's grappling the rock elemental, so oh, technically, yeah. Neato. So Jessup's going to just move over Yanda. Well, with move action, he'll pull his bow out, and then he will take one shot at it. Okay. And I'm firing into melee. Right? You are, or but I'm it? pretty sure that if it is, like, since it's three size categories larger than any of yeah. you guys, I'm pretty sure you're fine. Okay. And I'm assuming I am within 30. Oh, yeah. So, uh, swift action, arcane strike, point blank shot, haste. Not that that matters. Oh, it does technically. All right, let's just go one shot. Yeah, 30. 30 will hit your target. 17 damage. What's that? Seven damage. And then my D6 
Discord of voice? Oh, no, wait. Take that off. Take it off. Of course, I rolled a net or a six. I right. drop performance. Yep, it looks like that arrow is... Oh, wait, no, you have... Uh, you're good, so actually... Wait, why am I? Wait, I'm confused. It's because smiting. I did an invocation of smiting, so your weapons bypasses the AR. Yep. Oh. So your attack cuts through the miasma because it is a good weapon. I'm all powerful, Jessup. Next up, it is Karen. Okie dokie. Um, decisions, decisions. I don't want to go through all of my spells. So I will try a scorching ray this time. Okay. That'll be spell so, resistance for both of those. Okay. For all three of them. Do you get three yet? Uh, that's a good 11th, question. 11th caster level, I think, is when you get three. Yeah, I do get 11th. three. You get three. Yeah, cool. Fire them off. Three spell resistances. I still have Grand Destiny for two more rolls. I believe it's four in total at my level. Four, okay. I'm going to double check for you. So I would like to use both of those on these if I can. Okay. So this will be another plus eight. So That'll a do it. 34 and yep. a... <laughs> do you always fail on a natural one or a caster level check? Ah, that is a good question. Because with a plus eight, it would pass, but I don't know if you fail on a natural one. Sir, it is it is four at level 16. So I okay. lied. It's only three or 15. It says you cannot crit on a skill check, caster lex, dispel check, or initiative. So you, okay, so you should be okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like if you can't critical on it, then why would you critically fail? So you can't fail. Right, but this third roll I can because I don't have it anymore. It I really think, only I think just said he could do it three. At fifteenth level, he could. Oh, four times. so okay, so this last one. Yep. Yeah. So this last one will be just plus four. Yeah. Uh, twenty-seven. So you're good. Twenty-seven. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and roll damage on all those. All right. I think I need to roll touch attacks first. <laughs> okay. What? Well, technically, I mean, technically I rolled a do. natural one. I could fail. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, the go for first it. Yeah. one is a 28 and then a uh-huh. 36 and then a 23. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it has its touch AC is four. So. <laughs> All right. Let's see if this worked right in the chat. Okay. Yeah. So it's not going to do it the way I wanted it to. So the first one's 15. Yeah. The first one is 15. So that does not appear to do anything. Nice. The second one is 19? Yes. 19, and then the last one is 17. Okay, so the last two looks like they did a little bit. Okay. But not much. The cloying miasma seems to disperse the fire quite quickly. All right, that's my turn. Okay, that brings us to Gideon. Gideon, you are not grappled. Cool. But unfortunately, your weapons don't count as good. No, but I thought that there was a way that I could make them count as good, but I'm not finding the ability. It's only for it. super cool, Umdura. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do Divine Might anyway as a swift action. I just uh, okay. could have sworn that I had a way, and I will find it after the session and get mad about it. That's okay. All right. So you swift action, do that. And then we'll full round attack. Okay. Roll your attacks. And I'm flanking, so you are I flanking. have that programmed in there. 42 and 31 and 38 will all hit. 1d6 of that is fire, which matters. Yes, that does matter. So... Which means that was abysmal rolls. That's your turn? Yep. Brings us to Orin. So he's all grapple-appled? Yes. Does he is he still able to attack when grappled? Yeah, yeah, you can still attack when grappled. It's just that you take a minus two uh, penalty on attack roll, I believe. 
a minus two? Yes, I believe that okay. is the case. Basically, he just loses the flanking bonus then. Yep. A 30 and a 19. The 30 will hit. Hey, hey. 2d6 plus 7. Or plus 8, technically, because they're on the ground. Yes. 17. All right. With his stone fists. Uh, and is Orin able to see, like, how this creature's looking? Like, pretty well beat up, or I do, like, a heal check to see... Like, it's been hit a lot, but it's a gargantuan creature, so it seems like it's probably mostly fine. Like, it's definitely taken quite a bit of damage, but, like, compared to its size, it's still okay. Alright, um, he's gonna use destruction. Okay. So that is a fortitude save. And it does have spell resistance, so... Yes, so go ahead and roll that. 21. 21 will beat the SR-19. So it gets a fortitude save. 26. Nuts. So it does pass. So instead it will take 10d6. 42 points of damage. That's not any sort of energy type. That's just straight flat damage. Uh, yeah, no, just, just damage. All right. You call down destruction upon this creature and it does considerable damage. It is still up, but uh, pretty decent damage. You want to move? Nope, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stay where I'm at. It's the creature's turn. It's going to try to swallow whole the uh, <laughs> the dude. Well, I in my mind, I imagine it since it's the one that like burrowed the tunnels and stuff, it eats earth and it just sees the earth elemental as a tasty snack. Yep, that'll be a that'll be a forty-five. Uh, yeah, that succeeds. <laughs> so the that probably um, kills it. Yeah, the damage is going to be thirty minus dr, so that's twenty-five damage. I think that that's does it. just enough. Yep, just enough. One point. Yep. One point over. So that means uh, he's Pops gone. Out of existence. And that'll be its turn. But I'll take the grappled condition off of it. And uh, that'll bring us to top of round four, Jessup. Yeah, I'm going to have it maintain, linger for the second round, swift action, arcane strike. We're just going to go all out to get it. Three shots. All right. Listen, Jessup has become a threat in his own right these days. I mean, he's, 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 not a, he's no slouch with that bow. The 38 and the 36 will hit, the 21 will miss. So that's 33 total damage? Ah, uh, sure. All right. It's still up, but you do cut through its DR. Jessup doesn't need to move. Uh, Jessup's good there. All right, guys. I can feel it. It's almost down. Brings us to Kieran. Okay. Kieran is going to cast Magic Missile at the creature, and we'll see what this does to it, if anything. Yep, that'll be spell resistance. Yeah, sorry. So a 23. Yes. Uh, okay, 17. I guess, do I have to roll five times or it's just one missile that deals? That would be annoying, so I'm going to say no. Because <laughs> <laughs> technically I do have five missiles. <laughs> I think technically by the rules, yes, but I... Yeah, actually that. I read that the other day, weirdly. Um, rules that Justin knows. Uh, yeah, actually, you're supposed to roll every single missile individually, which is crazy, but... I would miss twice, Jason. <laughs> Don't you have plus four with those, or... I do, but it's, it's... 
Yeah, but a 14. Oh, sorry, I would miss one. So you can give it back three hit points. Because my okay. second missile, my second missile did not bypass its SR. <laughs> All right, I just got those three hit points back. <laughs> now and we lose. That, that seems to have been effective. Yeah, those cut through. Um, yeah, there's a force damage, so. Okay. And then I will, uh, well, why not? I will quicken it and do it again. Okay. So, <laughs> here we go. One, two, three, four, five. So one of those, the natural ones, the fourth one does not hit. So I'll just do, rather than roll it in the thing, I'll just do 44 plus four. Oh my gosh. Nice. One, like two, one, one for nine damage that was not worth a fifth level spell slot yep i'm i so like that mad. i like that that was good that's trash i'm good with that <laughs> all right i'm not doing anything more that's my turn that brings us to gideon i'm a five foot step and full round attack again 43 33 will hit 38 will hit okay yep it is still up but it has taken quite a bit of beating now it is pretty bad is Jessup's Inspired Courage still lingering, or did he put that back yes. up? Yes. Yeah, I, I had to. Full round attack action, swift action arcanes. I think that brings us to Oren. Hey, that's me. Charge. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That will provoke an attack of opportunity. Yeah. It'll try to sting you. Well, that's probably not good because you're good against poison. It doesn't. No, no, no. Go ahead. It definitely wants to sting me. Go ahead. It does not know, Jason. It does not know that I'm good against poison. <laughs> That's a 39 to hit. Little hit. So you'll take 17, so that's split. So you will take nine points of damage and Gideon will take eight. And then I need you to make a fortitude save. I mean, it's pretty high DC. You might still fail. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, my force only 16. No, yeah, 33 will pass. It's actually like a 35 because it's a poison. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, it's Sorry. a pretty high DC, but... Yeah. You still have a greater ah. than 50 chance of getting that. And I still only get the one attack, though, right? Yes, you only get one attack. Yeah. So plus two to this. 31. Or 33. 33 will hit. For 22 damage. 22 points of damage. All right. A big hit. It is still up. And that's your turn? That's my turn. It's going to squeeze me. All right. That brings us to the creature. I should probably roll to see which one of the two of you I attack, right? Or yeah, should I go totally after Oren because he did more damage? Well, no, I you did both, three. You know? I yeah, did three. No, yeah. yeah, I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to roll a D2, D2. A one is going to be Gideon. A two is going to be Oren. So Oren. I rolled a two. Okey so dokey. it is going to smite you. Ah. Swift action smite, which this creature actually does have a charisma bonus. So it does get a plus one to hit against you is going to power attack. Um, so that's a minus five but a plus one, so it's four less than the actual number. Okay, I know the number. That is only a 33 to hit Orin. Yeah, it hits. Okay, this is gonna be a colossal amount of damage. So let me type this Yeah. So you both take 27 points of damage and it will free action, try to grapple. Uh, that'll be a 47. Oh yeah. So you are grappled. Um, and then it's it's doing its stinger, which oh, it's still power attacking. And I rolled a natural one anyway, so it misses. Top of round five, we have Jessup. Oh, no. 
So Jessup is going to start back up performance. Then he will just take some shots. Jason, am I still firing into... Am I firing melee now with where these are? No, still you're good. fine. Okie dokie. And we're still good. All right. Take f three shots. Oh, my goodness. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. So 41 will hit. 30 will exactly hit. 35 will also hit. Uh, the first attack is enough to get rid of the last two hit points that it had. Wow. Kieran gave him the three hit points needed. That's funny. I could have taken no damage, but here ah, we are. Okay. All right. It had 24, and then Oren did 22 damage, so. Yeah, just had to play by the rules. Yeah, but it goes down. You fire an arrow right through its face. It drops Oren and dies. So fun thing about that combat, I was thinking about it, and I was figured it could have been a very bad combat because I, I figured I wouldn't be this mean, but technically speaking, if this creature had ever succeeded on the swallow hole, it could have then burrowed underground. <gasps> and then I don't know how you escape that. Well, if it's Kieran, then I could like maybe dimension door, but I also could turn into a dragon and burrow and follow it. You'd be inside of it. Well, no, I'm saying like if it took somebody else, I could follow it with my dragon oh, ability. What if he ate Kieran? Kieran transferred to a dragon in his stomach and then burrowed out of That's him. That's not how that works. So I've always had like a, a weird feeling towards the whole like creature swallowing other creatures in Pathfinder. You wouldn't instantly die. So like, wouldn't that be a no. bad idea for a creature to swallow a intelligent like living creature because creature. like yeah okay go ahead swallow me i now have all my stuff and i'm inside of you so this isn't gonna go well well yes and no so one if it swallows you it limits what you can do quite severely and it can continue to do its full complement of actions without so when it deals damage to you just for being inside of it and it can do a full attack on other creatures so it does increase the amount of damage it can deal but if you're like a spellcaster, couldn't you just use touch spells like inside of? The but you'd have to roll concentration just to, just to get anything yeah. off while inside. Sure. And you'd be taking damage constantly. So. Yeah. I mean, I it, swallow hole. Generally speaking, I find to be underwhelming, but there are there are benefits to it. It's not as good as it could be. I don't know. I always think of the, I always think of the MLB, you know, the minute or the MIB, the Men in Black the first movie when he goes inside the alien and like shoots his way out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to, had to get my gun back. I had to get my gun back. But yeah. That creature had a pretty decent to hit there. Plus 27 plus 25. Yeah. Right. I don't think like, I don't think it could miss on like anybody, but uh, Gideon. Yeah. Well, uh, the plus 27, it's not missing very often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it crits on a 19 to 20. So if it had crit, that would have been real fun. Well, and I don't know about I don't know about Kieran, but I mean, Orin did burn some pretty high level spells there during that combat. Like, like destruction's not it's a level seven spell. It's not a cheap spell. By yeah, any no, means. I'm purposefully trying to hang on to my spells, but it comes at a cost. I always play very conservative with my spells for Gideon. One day I'll get destruction off. One day. We just need to fight like a pixie or something. I can't imagine they have a lot of hit point or a lot of fortitude. 
right? And then I can get 130 damage. Yeah. But uh, yes, you see this creature collapse. You don't see anything else of note around here. It any looks legs? like this was kind of its layer. Nope, you don't see any legs. <laughs> no, you no can legs. climb inside of it and see if there's one inside. <laughs> yes, yes, clearly. That's what Kieran does. Jumps in. Kieran needs the locate object spell. Locate leg. <laughs> leg. <laughs> Your bag starts pinging. <laughs> locate right Other leg, leg. <laughs> of human statue. <laughs> So what would you guys like to do? Yeah, I guess we turn around and go the other direction if there's nothing to see around the worm's lair. Yeah, Karen's going to just continue to fly. So as you guys approach this other side of the tunnel, uh, you see more dwarven stonework. Stone reliefs of hearths and a plump dwarven woman appear on both the eastern and western walls of this immense stone mausoleum. A great stone pillar in the center of the chamber rises up to the ceiling some 30 feet above. Gray and orange pictograms of dwarves in mourning are carved out around the pillar's sides. Four foot wide alcoves cover every remaining surface of this room, each containing a small linen wrapped bundle draped with necklaces and dried flowers. You can see that there is a doorway to the south of this chamber that appears to be closed for the time being. Alright, so I guess moving up and doing a closer look at everything. The dwarven woman is on this thing? It's on either side of the walls, the eastern and western walls. Oh, there's two of them? Yeah, on both the eastern and western walls of this immense stone chamber. Yeah. Okay, is there a history check we can do for these women? A knowledge religion check. Well, okay. Oh, I'm great at those. Have fun with that, because I don't have that. Orin, I'd give you a plus 10 circumstance on this. Oh, thank you. Okay, a 34. Yeah. Yeah, there's really no reason why you wouldn't know this (laughs) without a check, honestly. Is it like Torag's wife or something? It's Torag's wife, yeah, probably. So you pretty much immediately, all of you who rolled, immediately recognize that these depictions are of Fulgrit, who is a dwarven goddess in the dwarven pantheon. And this entire chamber, it looks like it is interring the remains of familial lines. It's, it's almost like a crypt, and it has been consecrated to the dwarven goddess Fulgrit. So local legend has it that Fulgrit took the children of those who died on the quest for Sky, and they now live forever in the warmth of the mother goddess of all dwarves, so, as Sarah said, actually, Fulgrit is yeah. the wife of Torag. Yeah, yep. boy! Is a prominent role in the Dwarven Pantheon, having mothered several demigod children. She is patient with her husband and tries to stop him worrying too much, yep. <laughs> um, but also makes sure he is aware of the burden of responsibility he bears. Fulgrit is the goddess of wives, mothers, and children, and tangentially the goddess of widows and orphans. So she is very much about community, family, and this this chamber seems to be consecrated to her. And you, looking around, you see all these wrapped linens. It looks like these might be the ancient remains of perhaps the children who who fell in the quest for Sky and have been interred here in her grace. Oh, goodness. Some old bodies. But as you guys enter here, you do feel like a calming sensation just being in this room. Is that all that's written about her? Pretty much, yeah. Not a whole lot. Yeah, the the I I realized that they didn't really like flesh out the dwarven pantheon very well. Like, 
that you got Torog and uh, old old Dross over there, and that's about it. Like they have like his wife, and then like they, they I think they have some kids. Torog yep. and, and her have some kids. I think Droskar um, is one of his kids. Is he? I thought so. I was thinking that too. I almost asked, but I thought for some reason that that was the case. Remember the Dwarven Pantheon one of the greatest student smiths of Torex. So maybe he's not a son. Maybe yeah, he's a I don't student. think he's a son. Mm-mm. But even even a rastal's wife has got more written about her. Yeah, because like even one of their their sons is like the like is like the god of revenge for dwarves. But there's not a lot like yeah. written about him. Looks like it just says student. I don't see any mention of father or son relationship going on. Looks here, but... looks for room for you know table variants. We can write in our own stories, but. It's just surprising compared to some of the other pantheons that get a lot more attention. Well, and especially considering that I think the Dwarven pantheon is, I mean, it's a its a racial pantheon. You know, yeah, they have other, other races do worship Torog and stuff, but, like, that pantheon is very much the Dwarven pantheon. But, like, the, the goblins and the giants have pantheons that are kind of, some of the deities in there are pretty fleshed out actually well that's what i'm saying so it's weird that they don't have it fleshed out being as it's one of the major races but eh, that's what it is but uh, yeah you don't see anything else of note in here detect magic other than consecration anything in there uh nothing else other than like the standard uh divine protections that you would expect in such a, a shrine area um nothing else going on really cool there's just a very soothing sensation being in this room pretty much and you have to remind me, I know I've asked this before, but the prince guy who's encased in crystal is not in the reliquary. He's in like the no. catacombs. The reliquary of Ascension is pretty much exclusive to people, objects, etc. pertaining to the quest of Sky. Okay. So the the sun that's encased in crystal would probably be in the Great Hammer's personal vault that would be elsewhere in Vaultway. Okay, I see. That makes sense. All right. Well, it feels nice being in here, but I don't really see any reason to stay, unfortunately. I guess we'll have to try this door and see what's on the other side of this door. Yeah, I mean, Orn would throw up a prayer to her. Oh, yeah. A quick detect magic in this room. Is it just a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling, or is there something? uh, Orn did detect magic. uh, There's, like, divine protections of this room like you'd expect because it is a consecrated shrine of uh, Fulcrit but otherwise no I am also going to before we go into here use up an oil of blessed weapon okay which will last for a little while and make his enduring bloom good I also forgot and maybe you guys can help me understand how this works so I forgot that Kieran had eaten the steadfast gut stone so the way I'm reading it is it says any time an attack would subject the bear to precision-based damage, that damage is instead directed to the gutstone. All other damage from the triggering attack as well as damage that surpasses the gutstone's hit points is applied to the character normally. A gutstone has 10 hit points and hardness zero. So basically it's just like a DR10 and then it's destroyed? Only against precision damage, yes. So when you got crit, it should have technically been expended. If it only says precision damage, then crits don't apply. It would be sneak attack. Well, no, attack. it says such as critical hit or sneak attack in parentheses. Okay, so it includes... Okay, so yes, you would take 10 off of such attacks. Okay, all right. Well, I'll try to remember that in the future. But it's like it's like a one and done, right? It doesn't... Yeah. Okay. But you, 
you can't choose to activate it too. It goes right off. Yep. Well, yeah, I understand that, but I forgot about it, so I'm just gonna pretend like it didn't happen because otherwise. Okay. So you guys continue forward. Oh, I guess so. Oh, I don't want to. I feel like a sense of foreboding. What are you talking about? This is a really wide door. I've never seen so much white. What? I love how Jason's like, you guys feel like a peaceful calm in this room. And then it's like, (laughs) I don't want to go forward. I am uneasy about this. It's a big door. I just want to stay here. If good hope has expired, I will cast it again. Yeah, minutes per level stuff's gone by now. So we'll do it right before we go in. He's got an oil of bless and it's like, good hope. Don't abandon the fight. Yep. You go up, you push open the door and you're kind of all making sure that everybody's ready for everything. And um, you open the well, door and... Okay. Hold mind. on. Just... You guys don't open the door. You, you well, leave. No, 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 no. No, because no, I just want to bring it up again. I do have enough diamond dust for one casting of Stone Skin Communal if we want to use that now. Oh, we don't know if this is the big bad. We're fine. Okay, all right. But if it is, like, uh, we're not going to be able to do it. So just put it out there. I will I will leave it to your discretion, Sarah. So, yeah, Jess will cast Titan Awareness on himself quick. Oh, yeah, I forgot I have the wand for that. I would do that also. You know what? I did forget that we're going to fight a Medusa. The stone skin doesn't negate turning to stone. No, no. it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw on some smoked goggles, too. Where are you getting all these smoked goggles? Every well, character I, you have. I gave them. I gave them to him okay. this time. I was gonna I say do. like I can accept some characters have smoked goggles, but if every one of your characters no. has smoked goggles, that seems <laughs> sus. No no no. no, 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 no. I we had a a moment in one of the past sessions where I actually like okay gave it to him. All right, Correct. I did not have them ahead of time. You win this time. That was also part of when Kieran was giving them the information from the ghost man. Yes. And he mentioned, oh, like, you know, the Medusa. Want these. Yeah. And because he has blind sense and blind fight, he doesn't necessarily need them. Right. And Oren has the, the amulet thing, the proof of uh, proof, proof against, against petrification. petrification. Yeah, petrification. Yeah. yeah. And Jessup just doesn't need to look anyway. Yeah. But okay. So All right. you guys open the door. Yeah, Kieran's gonna sorry, cast mirror image real quick. Just okay. wait, going. Jessup Jessup's gonna pass you the, the Sarah is awful we don't convinced use it. that this is gonna go wow. poorly on the other side of this door. There'll be thirty seven Medusas on the other side of this door. <laughs> I just well no, it's it's I don't do this before any fight and then it's like I get into the situation where I yep. feel like I need to waste an action to do it when I could be doing damage. So See, I, I kinda need prefer to, it that way. Well, just stop. Anyway, I'm I'm good to go. That's the only spell I'm doing. Good. Okay. You guys open the door here, and you guys are uh, you feel this soothing in this room, and as the doors open and you begin to step out into the the ensuing hallway, you are immediately shocked as you look immediately to your left. You see this massive gug here, and you ready your weapons. And then a moment, noter- a moment later, you notice that it's made of stone. Does it have oh, no. a human leg in one of its claws? It does, not. <laughs> no, it, is, it does not. It has two gug legs on its body. Well, if worst case scenario... Flesh, <laughs> I was going to say we can flesh craft and give that guy a, a gug, no. a gug no. leg. 
No. <laughs> it's not a peg leg. It's a duck leg. No. Duck leg. <laughs> no. Nope. <sighs> nope. All right. Well, I got buffs a ticking, so let's get this party on the road. Ah. Uh, so this thing's stone, huh? Yep. It appears to be a, a petrified statue. Well, that's foreboding. Right. So apparently the Medusa, which we're assuming it is, is not working with the Gugs, or this may have just been an accident, but my guess is that they're probably not working together. Well, it made the Medusa mad. Right. Although, you know, we've killed, what, three Gugs? Maybe we could go back to the statue and maybe we've cleared them all out and we can be good to go. You think? I guess? I mean... Nah, it's probably not worth it, but... I think you've killed eight Gugs. Well, three Gugs since we, since we talked to her. Okay. Or do we have to kill this one? Because technically, if it's just uh, stone, it's still alive, right? It's just petrified. Well, okay. One second. As you guys all enter this hallway, you guys are looking around. Out of the corner of your eye, Kieran, you can see the statue almost looks like it moves. Oh, no. Oh. And out of the statue, an ethereal gug appears and unleashes a terrifying moan. Oh, dear. And I need all of you to roll me a will save. Uh, as ghost this gug ghost does a frightful moan you do have good hope though which I think helps with saves Yes. yeah it's plus two so my will save is a 31 off it man is it a spell or spell like ability it is I think it's a supernatural supernatural yeah always supernatural 23 okay Kieran you succeed the rest of you fail. 23 fails? Yep. Wow. Um, oh, what's this gonna, is this going to have me do something against my will? I think we had this conversation last time. And yes, I didn't we like did. The first time we had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Technically, yes, I guess. I mean, it's up to you, I, man. I, I don't want I you just, to be mad I at me. Just, <laughs> I just greatly dislike the wording of it. I wish they would just say against a... Like fear effect or... Yeah. Like... Give me the descriptors. Don't give some vague. Dis- I will say it works. I don't like how it's worded, though. Okay. I won't hold it against cat. you. I'll hold it I- against whatever person. <laughs> the how, how do you really feel, Jason? Whoever wrote it, it's their fault. We have descriptors for a reason. Use the distinctive descriptors. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, this is too high. Can, can Jessup save us? Although, I, I don't want to be that person, but this isn't a spell. Oh, is that true? That is true, but also a 25 fails, so we're good. All right, so I just expend <laughs> a spell slot, and you're still happy, Jason. Yep, 25 fails. So wow. it, it's fine. It's not even that big a deal. 25 fails? Yeah, yeah. Not, we're not yeah. meant to pass that's, that. That's insane. The, the AP doesn't want us to do it. What? <laughs> I'm not joking. It is actually DC 26. It is not a charm or compulsion effect? Oh, oh just gosh. stop it. Come off it, Josh. <laughs> so the three of you who failed are panicked. Uh, or uh, I'll just roll. I'll roll it once for everybody. I hate being panicked, man. For five rounds. Oh, my gosh. Five rounds. Uh, Kieran, you're fine. But uh, the other three of you are all panicked for five rounds, which means let me read the panicked for you. A panicked creature must drop anything it holds. So if you had your weapons out, you drop them. And you flee at top speed from the source of your fear along a random path. So I'm going to roll randomly for the three of you. I hope we all run backwards. 
I'm going to say a one means you run northwards into the chamber you just came from. A two, you roll down the hallway. Run down the hallway. You can roll <laughs> you, if you want. You but... roll. <laughs> Gideon trips and just starts rolling. <laughs> How about the three of you roll initiative and we'll see what order you guys run away. Uh, I mean, Kieran, you can roll initiative too, but I don't think there's anything you can do to stop them. I have a potion of remove fear, but... Oh, man, why did I waste a 20 on that? Oh, no. So going in the right order here. Jessup, you will be running... Again, one is up, two is down the hallway. So Jessup will be running upwards. So Jessup, go ahead and full movement, double move away. Next up is Orin. Orin, you'll also be going... Okay. Yep, I'll take the one you did. I'll take the one you did. I'll do the one you did. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've been doing it, so... (laughs) Okay. How far do I have to run? A double move. Whatever your double movement takes you to. Next up, it will come, we'll do a, a I mean, I guess Kieran could go first, but I mean, I don't think there's anything he can do to stop this, so in lieu of anything there, uh, Gideon, do you want me to roll or do you want to roll? Go ahead. You've already taken all my control away. Might as well just let you decide. Wow. <laughs> Two. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Gideon. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, <laughs> all right, let me reveal some of the hallway you'll be running down. Yay! Uh, wait, it. wait, Jason, did you roll that against his will? Or... Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you switch the numbers each time? No, I rolled a D2 every time. No, 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 wait, but I mean, like, you roll different for... Oh, yeah, no, I, I roll different because there's random chance for twice. <laughs> No, 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 but, but, oh, what are you talking about? Statistics work. Oh, man. What's the, I took my rolls for all of them, and I rolled a yeah, one on both yeah, of those two, and then yeah, I rolled a two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I was confused by Yeah, I, I didn't role. take their rolls. I understand. Goodness gracious. What, speed up on Josh Day? I don't know, it's just, it, the, the way you worded it, I was like, yeah, it's different. <laughs> I understand how probability I just works. wasn't, I wasn't sure what the intention there was. So I understand now. But So go ahead and uh, double move down that hallway for me. Um, yeah, sure. Do I get... So that's 20 feet, and then that's probably just 20 feet more before I need to... Well, you want me to go straight or down one? Oops, not that way. Here or here? That's fine. Yeah, just going down the hallway. And I'll probably have to roll again for those two. Kieran, is there anything you want to do? So here's what I could do. I could cast Expeditious Retreat on myself okay, and chase after Gideon. And then if I catch up to him, I could Dimension Doris to the direction I think Jessup and Oren went so that we're not split. Because I think he's like looking at this statue. This thing comes out, freaks everybody out. He turns around. Everybody's gone, but he sees Gideon <laughs> rounding the corner. Running down the hallway. So <laughs> I think he would... I think he could see like Jessup and Oren heading the other direction, so he wants to avoid a party split. So he would chase after Gideon and then Dimension Door to probably like the area where the. So worm. you couldn't do that at the same turn though, because it's too. No, spells. no, 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 no. I would have to cast. I would have to cast Expeditious Retreat, and then I could move sixty feet, and then to try to get ahead of him. Yes. And then on your next turn, you could move up and touch him. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, you can do that. Okay, so I'll expend an expeditious retreat and then a dimension door. I don't know if he would get further before. Well, yeah, he'll get to... he'll get one double move more, but I mean, you'll okay. be within range. We'll just see how far he gets. Okay, all right. So I could move. Well, sixty feet would be actually like right next to him, with one movement, 
and then he'll move a double move, but then I will have then, yeah, you can catch 60 feet to get him. So Jessup and Oren, since you guys aren't really moving into anything interesting, just go ahead and start moving yourselves around the map as you please. Just have some fun with it. Just, you know, just start exploring the place <laughs> oh, over oh, there. Oh, look at that. It's free will again. Uh, Gideon, I'd like you to keep going down the hallway, though. Oh, of course, man. Do you want me to go down this one or this one? The That is a doorway, so that's going to block you, so you've only got one one way to All go. Right. So we'll just go just uh, like so. Yep. And is that... That's one movement or two movements? That's 40. I only have okay. 20 movement speed. All right. So you you see the... It continues on even further. Karen, you do have enough to run up to him, and then as your standard action, you can dimension door. Where would you like to go? Um, I would say we will go probably in this vicinity so that I kind of have a view of down where the worm was, but then also where we had originally come to see if I can see. Okay. Apparently, Oren is in the wall. Yeah. Yeah, he was really scared, so he hid in the <laughs> Things wall. Things have as, gone as sideways, do. as dwarves do. <laughs> we, hide in, we hide in the stonework. Yep. Oh my gosh, Jessup, you are going to be so fatigued after this. <laughs> <laughs> I probably... <laughs> We, we, we actually run all the way back to the other dwarf statue and she thinks we're trying to escape and re-panics us the other direction. <laughs> the other direction. <laughs> so we show up here and you guys are like running this direction. So you dimension door over there and the next couple of rounds. anything down here, right? No, you didn't. I mean, you saw that it collapses again. The The tunnel to the south collapses and there's another opening to the to the right, but you didn't see anything else from that, that vantage point. And as you dimension door back to where you were, a couple rounds go by and eventually people do drop out of panic and uh, can slowly make their way back to reconvene and uh, you manage to manage to avoid, you know, running too too much further in. So you guys are there in that chamber. What would you like to do? Uh, Alright. We're gonna have to deal with that somehow. We can't just be running all over everywhere. Holy moly, I'm tired guess if there's statues we just shouldn't inspect them because there's these ghost things that can come out of them i haven't seen that happen i mean i don't think that happened when the basilisks petrified us back at trevale but can, can we smash the statue we probably could i just I don't know if that would help the, the the thing is though that like the dwarf statue still did it and we don't want to smash that one so well no no that one's yeah i mean i don't care about the gug over there Yes, please let's not smash the humanoid statues, though. I don't know if it's going to come back out or not, but if you want, I can take a potion of remove fear and try to go smash it, or we can just dimension door past it to the point where maybe it won't affect us anymore. I did get a visual on that area down there, so I could just dimension door us past where the statue was. That, or maybe one of us, Kieran, I don't know if that's something you want to try to take your potion and go by and see if it pops back out. If not, then you can call us the rest down. Yeah, the only thing is it's not a guarantee with a potion. It just gives me a bonus. One thing I will say, uh, as a 13th level cleric, I think Oren would probably know decently about ghosts. And you guys have encountered them before. A creature that successfully saves cannot be affected for 24 hours. Oh, well then Kieran will just like jaunt up. He'll just walk over, do a little bit of inspecting, think and come out and howl at him. No matter. It pops out and starts doing touch attacks against you. Oh, nuts. You get oh. negative 10 levels. Oh, nuts. Oh. You come in. Kieran's just dead. 
Yeah, I don't even what, know what if I... What would a bait and switch would that be? The GM says, you can't be affected for 24 hours. You go up, and negative levels. Because that's the other thing, though, is that, like, the statue of the man is kind of destroyed, and he still came out. So I don't know if destroying it's going to stop the ghost from coming out. You don't know. So I think we may just have to get on by. Bamf. Well, I mean, whatever you want, or... Now that we know it's coming, we can try to find a way to brace ourselves. Right. Or, you know, I don't know if we if we go by pretty quickly, then maybe it, it won't have time to come out and, and you know, do Are the you thing. asking me to cast haste again? No, I'm not asking you to oh. cast haste. I'm just saying if we move with a little pep in our step, we don't linger. You can cast uh, remove fear ahead of time, right? Yeah, that's how it works. Are you asking or telling? No, it does. I think he was doing both. Okay. Yeah, it was a little bit it, of both. It was, was, it, it was a little bit of both. I was looking for confirmation is what it was. But I then I just read the spell, and yes, it does. See, so little do we know, there's actually two people in Josh's head, so he's actually just two personalities answering <laughs> each other. I think that's a wish for that. It's called schizophrenic. Gideon will use his Assuring Rose to cast Remove Fear on himself. Ew. And does it work exactly like the spell? Because the spell, you can affect more people. Yeah, Gideon, how do you remove yes. that which has no uh, fear? Plus one additional creature per four levels. So um, I can't remember what caster level this item is. Probably like I think four. it's the minimum to just cast remove fear. So it would be a level one spell. So. Oh, okay. So then just one on yourself. Is it? Yeah, because one creature per four caster. Yeah, so it would just be one. So it'd just be me. Yeah, yep. you have right in there caster level s- tooth. Where do I have this? Tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Second. That's great. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know how to say that. Second tooth? <laughs> it would have to be tooth. Yeah. It'd have to be tooth. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> what what session is this one, Sarah? Uh, seventy. Oh, too bad it wasn't seventy tooth. That would have been amazing. Right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry guys. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I guess if you have that, then that'll give you a little bit of a bonus. And Kieran is immune, so it's just. I mean, we can definitely dimension door. I have six more slots of that level so we can just dimension door and, and bypass that if it's easier to do it that yeah, way if that's okay with you okay okay i don't know all right kieran will step up and say whoever wants to whoever wants to come let's go and goran goes in the wall again <laughs> stop doing that <laughs> um and i will put us in front of this door so like in these four squares right here we open the door and there's another statue right there yeah probably so right in front of this wall and i guess while we're here we can just listen because i'm sure i don't know if where you end up with dimension door you'd make any sound although maybe them like manifesting their armor is like chink 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 or something but um i would also want to perceive at the door to see if there's any noise this mine's a 21 21 you don't hear anything on the other side does it does this door appear to be locked like have a keyhole shenanigans going on or is it just like a solid door it does not seem to be locked 
Do I hear anything with a 30? Nope. I think we'll live forever, guys. Yeah, I agree. So, Jason, I don't know with all of that that's gone on, if it's been long enough that my mirror images would be gone. You cast them right beforehand, right? Yeah, right before going through this door. They were only panicked for like five rounds, so they could have gone back in five rounds. That's like a minute, so it's maybe like two minutes later, three minutes, something oh, okay. like that. So I've still got like nine minutes. All right, cool. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, okay. well, I guess we can, if Jessup wants to try to open the door, if Jessup wants to reposition to not be the vanguard. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, sure. I know, I know my space. I know my lane. I'll go back. It's okay. You mean you don't want to take on the tank role today? Because we're all switching roles. All right, fine. Just opens the door. Okay. <laughs> cool. I regret everything. Oh, those are, those are like sarcophagi. Those cannot be good. So three elaborate stone sarcophagi rest upon a stone dais rising four feet high along the northwestern wall of this room which is filled with relief carvings of warfare against orcs and shadowy monsters. Two immense lead statues stand in the corners of the chamber farthest from the door, their forms inexactly rendered into dwarven figures. What? What are those? I don't know. Uh, they look like lead, lead statues. This is the generic token for them but they should like these ones actually look more like dwarves but there's no there's no lead version of that so interesting so as you open the door and look inside the the lead dwarven uh, statues don't really react at all but you can see standing uh, not standing but sitting on a pedestal in front of one of the sarcophagi is what appears to be a, I believe it is a small glass jar. And it looks like there's like mist inside of it. I totally was expecting you to say a Medusa. <laughs> Sitting on the pedestal no. is a Medusa. No, there's, it's, like a, it's like a bottle that is on a pedestal there. And there's like swirling mist inside of the bottle. Oh no, is that like one of them crazy flactory thingies? So I think before... Like, in order to fully get all of the flavor text that you said, I think Kieran would have had to move up to, like, take in the room. Right. Um, not just from the doorway. Yep. So the pedestal is on the dais? pedestal is right in front of the middle sarcophagus. Okay. And, like, as you're getting closer, you can see that it's, it's blue smoke that's kind of roiling in this small glass bottle. And as you get closer, you can look at it, and the smoke occasionally forms what looks to be like an aged face, but then it vanishes. But as you enter the room, you hear a voice whispering out and echoing around the chamber. And it says, Who dares disturb me? Uh, my name is Kieran. Uh, may I ask who I'm speaking with? I have no name. Not any longer. And as you're looking around, you can see the face in the smoke solidifies and stays there. And it's like the mouth of the face is moving as, as this voice comes out. You can call me the enthroned king. Are you one of the sarcophagi? Is your, did you used to have a, a body that's buried in here? I used to have a body, but it is no longer. It has been worn away to ash over time. And... How did you get to be in a in a jar? Hmm. 
It was a long time ago. I don't think you need to know about it. What are you doing here, though? You don't look like a member of Kragadan. Uh, no, we've been more or less commissioned by the the Synod, the, the ruling council here in Kragadan, to clear out the reliquary. I've never heard of this Synod. Well, it's, it's the, uh... I don't really know much about it. My dwarven friend here might be able to explain better, but basically it's it's like a council that makes decisions for the city now. You mean to say that Kragadan has no king? Oh, well, that's not entirely true. It, it does have a king and, and a royal family, but uh, right now the king's in distress and in no shape to rule, so uh, his son is, is uh, helping to rule the city with, like my friend said, a... a council. I see. But there's still a ruling family. There's still a royal family. There's still a king. He just isn't currently fit to rule. Well, that is all very good to know. This is my chamber. I have been here for many, many years. If you would be so kind to leave. I'm sure. I'm, yep. I'm good. Yeah, sure, I I suppose, but uh, you're okay with just staying in this chamber forever that is my fate <gasps> i know who it is i know who it is i don't remember his name i don't remember his name uh there's a reason this, for that is there uh is there's, this the mad king guy am i ruining it you recall there once being a king the first king of Kragadan, ah, who, yeah. whose yeah. name was stricken from the records, and yes. he was interred yes. in Vault Way. So you don't know his name, but I'm guessing that's who this is. Why was he stricken from the record? Do we know? Ask him. Ask the jar? <laughs> and Orin, Orin knows that there was a first king and knows that he's interned down there somewhere, right? Yeah, part of your research uh, revealed information that there was a king who was researching the onyx key. One of the experiments went bad and uh, he went crazy a little bit. He extended his lifespan with alchemy and whatnot and some say blood magic. And eventually like it got so bad that he called down like extra planar, extra planar inevitables that made a massacre. And then he voluntarily abdicated the throne after realizing what he had done and he's been in here for 9,000 plus years. So is this self-penance? Yes. That's what it sounded like. It was like he figured out what he was doing was bad and basically exiled himself into the reliquary, right? But he didn't exile himself as a misty jar, right? Magic. No, no, probably not. So Orange is going to ask him. Or Orin, Orin's just going to be like, uh, sir, we'll certainly leave you alone, but uh, you, you don't happen to be the uh, first king of Kragadon, do you? The face turns to look at you, and go ahead and give me a diplomacy check to see if you can get this guy <laughs> to even talk. <laughs> I'm not that guy, pal. I'm not that guy, pal. <laughs> Gideon's going to smile. Do I, get a, do I get a bonus because I'm from Kragadon? <laughs> you get... So because you're a dwarf, the DC is decreased. It is not a DC 35. It's much lower. And you you get a plus five circumstance bonus because of the ring that you're wearing, the sigil of Kragadan. Okay. Oh, so it's possible. With a so it's possible. Yeah. So 22. 22. Kieran is basically a dwarf. Who's a also... dwarf kind. Yeah. 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 
Can it, can it lift up his face visor and is smiling really nice? It's probably <laughs> really super nice. creepy. Yeah, <laughs> super creepy. Because he doesn't speak dwarf either, so he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's just thumbs up. Like, we're good guys. <laughs> if Oren says that before the mist can respond, Kieran would turn to him and say, the, the, the first king, wouldn't that have to be like, a very long time ago? Like thousands of years ago, right? Kragadon's been around for thousands of years? Uh, yeah, he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd been down here for quite a while. The voice responds and says, All of that is in the past. I see no reason why you would need to know it. Well, it's not so much a matter of needing to know it, it's more just wanting to know and understand. Uh, well, we, we, we actually do need to know uh we we we're actually searching for information about uh, uh the onyx key and i know that the first king of kragadon uh did extensive research on that particular artifact and we'd love more information as you mentioned the onyx key the blue smoke turns red uh-oh and the voice back it up terry <laughs> put is, it reverse is still very subtle but the voice says some things should stay in the past. What business do you have searching for the Onyx Key? Uh, well, we're we're actually concerned that enemies of Kragadon may be in possession of it. Uh, but we don't exactly know much about it. Well, I wish you luck then. Really? There's nothing you can do to help? Right now, people are dying because of, of this. And people have died in the past because people knew of it. Right, but it's still out there somewhere. They know about it. You not giving us information isn't going to stop them from doing what they're doing with it. I do not know you. I don't know what your plans are. I can't take you at your word. You speak of some synod that I have never met, I've never heard of. You may bear the, the rings of Kragadan, but I don't know where you got them. What assurances can I possibly have that you will not use this information for ill? Well, the only assurance I can give you is my word. Your word means nothing to me. And I am a, a cleric of Torog. That certainly has to count for something. I mean, you trust Torog, right? I trust Torag, but not all followers of Torag are necessarily good. Well, what 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 are you looking for? What sort of assurance can we give you? We can try to do whatever we can. I was about to say that he shrugs, but he, he can't. <laughs> he doesn't <can't> <laughs> shoulders. He doesn't have shoulders. <laughs> the voice responds and says, I believe it is your responsibility to assure me. I don't know why I would need to find a way for you to assure me. You're the one who wants information. It's, it's it's on you. Okay, let's think for a second. Do we have anything that we're forgetting that might assure him of our... I mean, does he have eyes? Because I can show him, like, Xanathura's journal and stuff that talks about the Onyx Key to prove that it's, like, bad people that have it. So, essentially, at the end of the day, he's not convinced. Your diplomacy check was not high enough to succeed, basically, is what I'm saying. And like I was trying to ask for a diplomacy from Kieran, but I guess it doesn't matter. You can cause... try to roll a diplomacy. The DC will be a little bit higher because it's the second one. But if you want to do a diplomacy, you can. Well, and Jessup too. He speaks Dwarven, right? 
Yeah, I was just letting the dwarf toy kind of take a crack at it. Well, you'd think, but, you know, <laughs> those evil Torag worshippers. Wow. See, I even get a plus... Oh my gosh, what a time to roll a natural three. Uh, is there a name we could drop? Maybe the, the archivist? Uh, so the yeah. guy had no idea what the synod was, so you think he probably doesn't know who any of the members of the synod are. Yeah, I mean, if this guy's been in here for 9,000 years, nothing that we say is going to carry any weight. The Great Hammer family, though, is like an unbroken line, isn't it? Like, it's... it's Probably. Yeah, so... I mean, that, that would be a tact we could try, that we were sent here by uh, Prince Great Hammer. I mean... Yeah, but how do you prove that still? Yeah. We don't have anything from, from the prince, do we? I mean, other than the rings. You could obviously tell him that that's where we got the rings from. I'll just ask, uh, do you at least know by chance, you know, maybe about two years ago when some ruffians came in and tried to ransack the place? Do you, do you see any, uh, I don't know, baddies? The... The the mist in the jar turns it turns slightly yellow, but doesn't respond. Okay, because I think they came in and ransacked the place, and you know we just want to reclaim this onyx key, bring it back to where it rightfully belongs. You know, in the hands of the wonderful dwarven sub dwarves of Kragadan. This is a huge shot in the dark, Jason. But like. We have an angular dwarven crown that we found. Is that like a significant dwarven crown? Like maybe it was this guy's crown that we found in the well. <laughs> Reaching. Reaching. I was. <laughs> Reaching. You never know, okay? You never know. <sighs> yeah, it was this crown that was stolen like years ago. Yeah, like, right. Right. Yeah. Some like super obscure thing. We we don't have access to the spell share memory, do we? Probably have to prepare it and come back. Yeah. Uh, Orin will just say to the base, like, uh, I'm not sure that we could really prove who we are, or, you know, what we're after. But we were sent by the Great Hammer family, by the royal family of Kragadon. I am a son of Kragadon. You know, we 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 without your help, we we do have a mission down here to clean out the gugs that have defiled this sacred place and uh, possibly even deal with whatever seems to be turning these various creatures into stone even without your help but I, I assure you that on my honor as a cleric of Torog we, we are here to help the the mist turns back to blue but again does not respond <sighs> I don't think we're going to get anywhere with this thing probably just going to have to come back with some members of the Synod or something once we get this place cleared out and see if they can prove things better to it than we can. Unfortunately, neither of your 17s were. Yeah, it makes me so mad because technically it's a 21. Like, I had a plus 18 on my roll with talking to dwarf stuff. Plus 18. And I rolled a natural 3. Ha <laughs> Welcome to the diplomatic failure. Been there, done that, Garen. Well, I mean, did... Did Jessup want to give it any kind of go before we head out? I guess my only thing is I didn't know about, um, you know, I know we rolled diplomacy, but trying to bluff it somehow, like a bluff check against him. It's more of just trying to convince the guy to talk, really. That's why it's a diplomacy check. It's not like fooling him into thinking that you are reliable. It's it's convincing him to actually talk to you, essentially. Like guilt tripping him that people are dying or something like that. Well... 
I mean, if you did blood magic, I don't really think he cares. You can come at it from um from many different angles, but at the end of the day, it it is a diplomacy check. You're telling me I can't intimidate a jar? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, you no. threaten to smash him. <laughs> yeah, pick him up and smash him. <laughs> oh, I dare you to pick him up. Go ahead, pick him up. No, no I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Pick him up. I'm good. I'm good. No, pick him up. Pick him up. No. Wait, are these extra planar creatures? Because I could just dismiss them. No, they are golems. Ah, crap. <laughs> crap baskets. All right, so I guess we'll just leave and deal with this later. Okay. Orin's going to mumble. Uh, didn't do his duty as king either, but that's fine. Whatever. Dad, let me get out of this room before you start trash talking. Gideon will look back and just kind of smile and wave. You know, dwarves truly are stubborn, Orin. You know, it is unfortunately a uh, pretty pretty common trait among my people. We are we are as stubborn as the rocks we live in. <laughs> and a lot of stubborn humans. So you made no success talking with that um, thing? Uh, no, didn't didn't seem to really uh, trust us to, to know anything about the Onyx Key. But I'm still fairly positive that that's that that's the first king of Kragadon. I'm I'm still fairly certain of that. He he didn't admit it, but that's that's what I think. Yeah, he didn't want to give us any knowledge or information because he said we are in the presence of one who does not speak Dwarven. So thanks, Gideon. I I am working on it. I actually have been studying, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to hold you all back. Jessup <laughs> <laughs> pulls out a Dwarven primer and throws it at him. Do seven pages tonight when we rest. <laughs> So as you guys go further south, you get close to where the uh, the tunnel is once again collapsed, but it opens up to the to the side here. And as you look in, you see shards of twisted metal jut from the walls of a cavern to the west of a stone room. Rotting, fur-covered corpses line the ground near the east entrance. Beyond the bodies is a ponderous iron statue that stands motionless, which I guess the tokens give away a little bit about what has transpired here maybe but i think it's more the red x's yeah the red x's oh, i mean well they're corpses so you know but they're statues no so the this one here is like an iron statue so that would be a knowledge planes to identify that i already know what it is i don't yeah, need I mean, to sarah, identify sarah, it sarah knows what it is <laughs> Oren doesn't sarah tell us what it is oh wait i'm still panicked hold on sorry Jessup's been panicking. Was, was this, that's why he didn't talk to the king. He was scared the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so Jessup, you're able to identify this creature as a forge fiend, uh, which is an extra planar creature. It's also known as a skanderig. So it's more than 10 feet tall. It's a lumbering humanoid fiend that looks like it's been sculpted out of iron. And it looks like it is dead. It's like the corpse of a forge fiend. And you see the corpses of two gugs as well. And as you guys uh, enter the room and you're trying to figure out what happened here, you're kind of inspecting the bodies and whatnot, you hear a noise from further in as a spell is cast. And this corpse here explodes in an inferno of fire. Oh, that sucks. And that's where we will pick it up next time. Oh, no.